That's our mini suit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so we just we pretend like we've just been away for a little <laughs> while, and now and now that we're back, right. yeah. It's like, oh hey, man, it's been good to see you. How you been? Ah, yeah. It's been so long. Movie magic, <laughs> or not even movie magic, movie mandem magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Call that editing in these streets. Yeah. Post production secrets. Yeah. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Movie Mandem. I'm one of your hosts, Damien. With me, as always, my co-host. It's me. It's Bam. I feel like um, we we should see dis- that one was different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> completely different episode. Um, we 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 are here. We are, we're going to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy series because mm-hmm. we love that series, and mm-hmm. there's a new movie coming out. It's an excuse to talk about it. That's right. And um, we felt like we needed another person here to help us get through this this episode. It's going to be an emotional one, right. even though it's a funny series about a talking tree and a raccoon. Right. Uh, with us is our guest, Natasha. How are Am you, Natasha? Your emotional support, Natasha? You're our, our emotional, emotional support, support, Natasha. Groups, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, if you could you just say, like, I am Root a few times if you see us getting too intense. Mm-hmm. Just, I will not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I will not? Is that your catchphrase? I will not. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, and um, without further ado, let's just get into it, because yeah. Bam, you and I, mm-hmm. we, we are, I remember one of our first prolonged conversations was just about how... Good the Guardians were? Just how, well, just like how good superhero media can be when it's really, really damn when good. Given to a good artist. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they fucking struck gold mm-hmm. when they gave James Gunn yep. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Lost the gun? Yeah. Um, so let's go back in time a bit. Sure. Let's go back to, to 2014. 2014 mm-hmm. um, even a little bit further, because I believe he was approached in 2013 to do it. And um, little known filmmaker, the the mind behind films like um, Super, Super, uh-huh. Slither, mm-hmm. other S names, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of a gross out director. Yeah. Uh, he he would make some kind of disturbing, uh, a little bit juvenile films. Yeah. Um, and then the movie Super, I guess that was a part of his transition into the superhero right. world. Even if you watch that movie, it is um, it's pretty dark. Yeah, um, it's it's, some, a, it's Elliot Page and Dwight from the Office. Yeah, and they're having a they pick up some hammers yeah. and wrenches and they go around and they beat up Michael Rucker and his goons. Yeah, and it's and Kevin Bacon for that matter. And they kind of have a really great time. Kevin Bacon is funny in that movie because he is um, in the process of. Um, being the other man in, in the relationship with um, Dwight from the office and his yes. wife, and he could not care less. No. He's like in his face talking to him about right. how much he is enjoying really his wife. Um, yeah, uh, but like throughout, I feel like in all his movies, you can you can see this sense of character. Uh, in in yeah, the, he likes weirdos and he likes exploring the inner workings of weirdos. Yeah, even if they're doing completely disgusting things, right? Like you still like. Are these people interesting and heartfelt? Right, that? exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it, it makes you question, you know, your relationship with what you consider to be a good person or a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is the perfect guy to make the Guardians of the Galaxy because here we have 
a group of uh, people who have never really done the right thing right. their entire lives. Let's count them down. Space outlaw. Yeah. Uh, genocidal warrior. Yeah. <laughs> um, maniac stabby stab buff man. Oh, I thought he was a genocidal warrior. I guess, no, I mean, Gamora. he's more in the comics as the genocidal warrior. No, but, but in the present in the movies, yeah. Gamora is, he is definitely helping out the genocide lady. Yeah. Uh, um, um, a uh, hyper intelligent, hyper manic, hyper hyper homicidal, <laughs> hyper homicidal, emotionally depressed raccoon. Yeah, and then also uh, with his um his 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 uh muscle tree friend, muscle tree who is capable of breathtaking amounts of violence. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um to to lead them all through their journey in the galaxy is the immoral womanizing mm-hmm. um uh, thief who goes by the name of Star Lord. Right. Uh, who nobody seems to know or no, respect yeah, him. Real ship on his shoulder for you know fame and fame and. Uh, it's fortune. just one of those things where you don't, you can't give yourself a nickname, man. I mean, I know it was given to you him know. by his mom, but nobody was there when that happened. So like now it's just he's no, not. No, his mom gave him a nickname. But yeah, then he went outside space and he's just like, could everybody call me Star Lord? Like, like, <laughs> no, it, it's as if you're like, my mom says I'm handsome. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My exactly mom right. calls me the Star Lord. Right. I'm the Star Lord. And uh, yeah, nobody's gonna call him that because he has not proved himself. But he has a chance to prove himself. That's right. In the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first film, um, this one I feel like is it is the most reliant on the plot, and and there's there is a, a literal yeah, it's, it's MacGuffin. There's a MacGuffin. <laughs> Everybody's the looking for it. A MacGuffin, yeah. um, and they use that plot as a way of exposing you to the different characters and and getting mm-hmm. you on their side and getting to know them. All the so, characters want this thing. So. Yeah, they all want this thing. There's this there's this orb, um, and they they wh- what is he referred to it as like an Ark of the Covenant type Multi's thing. Multi's Falcon type. And they're they're one hundred percent just laying on their sleeves the influences for the movies. So there's yeah. definitely an Indiana Jones vibe. No, the the movie begins as all movies should. Cut to 1998, Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's he's like a little 10-year-old boy. So everything in his cultural wheelhouse is like whatever was prevalent in the 80s. Yeah. And he gets really emotionally stunted, like right there, of course. Weren't you... So, all right, going into this movie, mm-hmm. you see all the trailers, you see all the posters. You yeah. see Talking Raccoon, right, it looks Tree really Man. Fun, really fun. Really set, fun, yeah. set in space. Right. Gonna have a good fun old time. Right. And at this point... Hard cut to woman dying of cancer. Bro, yeah. like, what a way to start the series. Yeah. You know, and like, you, you're thinking, all right, Marvel is that... They are the light studio. They're light and fun. Yeah. DC snaps people's necks. That's right. what happens. Usually these movies begin with a bad guy... You know, getting a MacGuffin. Yeah. Going ha 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 ha. And, and then, then it cuts, cuts to hero. The, the hero cuts doing some hero relatable things, hero. Yeah. You know, riffing with his his right. his um his team. Right. But then this one is just like, okay, we're gonna go to space, so we're gonna see some real shit. Let's ground you very heavily in the fact that this is a little boy watching his mother die. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay. Like I remember very plainly, like this being the theater and like. I'm not alone. That song starts up, and you're like, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And then kid, kid, sad kid, and you're like, okay. And then like just walking into the room, it's just all his family, all all his friends and family. Just yep. Sitting with his dying woman, and, and they're I, like, I just like tensed up, like, what's what's happening here? I thought I didn't realize I'm supposed to like care. What is happening? And then, and then I never stopped caring. Yep. Um, and it it's a it has a, a very real scene because if anybody has ever had to say goodbye to a family member on their deathbed, it is that moment of hey, this is the last chance. Yes. You need to it's say something. Ever say for them. Yes. And I cannot imagine 
being given that last chance and then not taking, taking it. Taking it, yeah. Because um, cl- you're nervous because it's, it's the finality of it. Like, yeah. Oh, I it's like, how can you cap off on. the entire relationship with just one last interaction? Yeah. Um, and it's, but, you know, he, so, he, so Peter Quill, the little boy, misses his opportunity, runs out screaming, obviously, because he's like, can't process it. Yeah. Right? His mother's dying. His father whisks him, his yeah. grandfather whisks him away. It's just like no, no, don't, don't even live in this moment. Just yeah. like go outside, protect yourself. Yeah, so he runs outside screaming. And, and it, in 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 abducted. in a perfect world, he would have like had his little scream. His grandfather would have been like, "Hey, it's okay, pat, pat, pat." Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he gets abducted by aliens and lives the rest yeah. of his life in space. Sure. As um, so we cut, but cut to thirty years later, mm-hmm. and um, he is the only person in the universe who still has a working Walkman mm-hmm. <laughs> because they, you know, everybody, then, everybody then things on don't her. break. Yep. Yep. Um, so he's out there and he is listening to music as he goes about his, his uh, Star-Lord adventures. Um, and um, d- what, do you, what do you feel about the character of Peter Quill? Do, do um, he's like a douche, but yeah. like, like in a relatable douche way. Like he, he, he's, he's if, if I may slightly jump to part two, it is so great that they hired Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. To be his dad, yeah, because yeah. he is playing a Kurt Russell character, right? In these movies, it's 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 sort of a ki- ki- kind of shitty, but like yeah, I get why you're shitty, yeah, kind of dude. And uh, you know, here's the thing: when you when you see his childhood drama and see how stunted he is, yeah, how he must have been in that moment, yeah, it it kind of to me sort of justifies all of his behavior mm-hmm. afterwards, like. I, I got stuck as a 12-year-old in that moment. Yep. And now I'm a 12-year-old who gets to jump around in laser boots. Yeah. And sh- and sh- and go around the galaxy. I, I, get, I, I, I get why he's yeah. that terrible way he is. But he's not just like a 12-year-old that got abducted. He's also a 12-year-old that got abducted and then had to spend his life um, surrounded by a bunch of thieves. Right. That threatened to be eaten. Are, are not the most paternalistic group. No. Um, no. So you've got uh, Michael Rooker as the blue-faced Yondu. Right. Um, who in the... the Comics is uh, kind of this like Native American coded character <laughs> um, with the with the big arrow, mohawk and the arrow, big bow and arrow, yeah. and then this he's just he's he's basically like a pirate. Yeah, um, got some bad teeth, Space and pirate. he's got this arrow that he can tr- control with a whistle. Um, so, uh, but after that, you know, when Peter Quill meets up with the rest of the Guardians, I really like the first scene where they're all meeting up in in the middle of the city, right, and right. they're all Gamora you know, stealing the thing from him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know she's using a little bit of her feminine wiles mm-hmm. and and getting the best of him. Um, and then you get introduced Rocket to is looking around the place trying to find some money. He's just he's just shit talking. Yeah. Like everybody that he's looking at, he's just like, I hate you for this reason. Yeah. I hate you for that reason. Yeah. Stanley, you know, you're the worst. You're girl, you're yeah. a pervert. Mm-hmm. Um, he he looks at a baby and he hates on the baby. Like a stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like he he's contrasted with Groot, who I feel like is instantly just the sweetest, the sweetest cuddliest thing. thing. You know, like drinking from a fountain, but then yeah. lying about it, even right. though he was just seen doing it. Um, um, Vin Diesel, in a stunning act of um, being typecast, plays yeah. a giant, a sweet giant, <laughs> <laughs> capable of war, capable of war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just uh, and and you know, can only say a few things, and mm-hmm. every, you know, gets there. There is that point near the end of the movie where he delivers the gut punch, the emotional yes. gut punch with just the few words that he yes, can the, 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 the thing that finally cracked me and I started crying the third time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, they, they present the characters as one way, but as the movie progresses, 
you, like there's so much dimension to each of them, and yeah. they developed really, really well. I, I so I mentioned this in our Everything Everywhere um, episode, Everything Everywhere All at Once episode. Yeah, where um, I, I likened it to a James Gunnion style of humor. Right, right. Where you present very silly things, and you present it so often that you become very comfortable. Yeah, with how silly it is. And then it becomes like an inside joke upon itself right. that you are aware of. And then the inside joke can now like break you open emotionally. Yeah. Because you know the rules of it. Yeah. So that's what the characters are. They're so silly, but you're you become so accustomed to their silliness that when they start explaining why they're silly, right. it hurts you. Yeah. Um and it, it also it very much recognizes that uh quirk that you, what you perceive as quirk or uh, what is outside a that's person. Quirks. That's it's a quirk. red flags. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> is a, that is trauma. Yeah. <laughs> that is trauma presenting itself. Because mm-hmm. uh, each of them has a very traumatic backstory. Like you were talking about the violent things that they do. but We, we, we never see Groot's backstory. No, but it, we don't. But he may, that may just be the child of another Groot that was yeah, killed. Yeah, that yeah, we're yeah, seeing yeah. in the first one. Um, but like one of the most tragic, I think, is Drax. Um, who mm-hmm. who had a family who was a full you know victim a fulfilled person war, yeah. and he yeah his family was just wiped out in an act of genocide uh, and now he just he, he he is very much feeling lost in the movie as lots of the different characters mm-hmm. are um, so there's also um, there's a point where each of them gets arrested and they go into the prison the kiln and that's essentially where each of them kind of realizes that, hey, we don't like each other very much, but we're we kind of in the same boat. So. We're going to break out of this place. Um, that, that's, that has one of my, the funniest parts in the movie, which turned into this running joke with the character of Rocket, mm-hmm. where um, in the prison break, they, he specifically requests, um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what do you call Cornex it? battery. Right. Um, leg right. From, a, from, from a guy. So and he, then, um, the arm. Arm, yeah. The armband that right. the guards use. So he needs a prosthetic leg. Right. But then it turns out that he didn't actually need yeah. a prosthetic leg. Now, here's the thing about that. Right. There's a point later in the movie where Peter Quill brings a leg. Right. right. And it's a great cutaway where they have a big shootout in the middle. Yes. And then in the middle of it, it just cuts to Peter. It cuts, just cuts to the guy saying to Peter Quill, you need my what? Yeah. I lo- That's a great joke. Yes. Right? And then when they're up in the thing, um, Peter Quill hands him the leg. Here you go. And, and Rocket is like, oh, I was just kidding about that. Leg, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Right. There's a point where... Groot gets the battery early and yes. the shit goes down. Yeah, so they have to act right. quickly. And Peter Quill says very audibly, yeah. I'm going to go get the leg. Right. Now, Rocket could have said, no, no, you don't need the no, leg. He's already committed to he's the He's committed to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's forgotten about the leg yes. when he brings it. Yeah, because it. chaos is going on. So yeah. he was committed to like, the bit. Oh, I didn't even need the leg. Yeah. Right. right. But, but then forgets about the bit and then yeah. he... Do you know what I, I love about that? Uh-huh. Is um, everything, like chaos and everything happening... Once the battery is retrieved, yeah. and you think that the um, retrieval of the leg is going to be yeah. this violent mm-hmm. thing where no, he steals it from him, yeah. and you're you're seeing all of these like fights and shooting, mm-hmm. and just j- this conversation like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need your leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, uh, I don't really know why. Right. I don't have a good reason for this. You want some want some money? Right. How much do you? Yeah. How much for the it, leg? It, he transfers him thirty thousand units. Yeah, <laughs> just it's for such the leg. a good yeah. beat yeah. in yeah, yeah. all of this chaos it, it, happening. It, it, all this chaos happening, like the, the characters are a being the characters and b the jokes come through strictly as character based yeah. jokes, which is so impressive about it. Yeah. Um. But okay, so to our listeners, we're we are discussing the entire trilogy. Right. So you should watch volume three before going in further into this podcast. 
So and you I, and I are, say that with a caveat uh-huh. of I'm gonna bring up this point right here and right now. Okay. Uh-huh. Our good friend Rocket. Uh-huh. When he's growing up right. with his friends in the prison. Yeah. Later on in part in volume two, we notice that he wants the prosthetic eye. From someone that right? no, that's at the end no, of the first one. That's the first so, one. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, he, 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 wants, he wants another, he wants an arm or something from one of the Ravagers, right? Um, in the second one, in the second one. There's, a, there's another prosthetic there, oh, limb. No, oh no, no, um, yes, Bucky's so, arm. Yes, he yes, wanted. Yes. He's Bucky's like, arm. No, no, no. no it, and in it, part two, there's there also there is a point. So when when Groot is going for the fin, yes, 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 yes. Um, he yeah. says leave the he leave the thing right. And Yandu's and Yandu's like no, this is the eye right. Like that that so and so's eye. Put it back. And Groot's yeah. like and, and Rocket's like no no leave it here. It'll be fucking funny. Fucking hilarious. It'll be the best thing in the world. Okay, no no. So it's the same guy that he wanted the eye from in the first Guardians. That he's like oh now I'm finally getting the eye. Okay. Now, here's my greater point. Yeah. Do you think that based on how he was raised, uh-huh. that is a latent, almost fetish that he has developed <laughs> from growing up with yeah. other animals with prosthetic limbs? I, I wouldn't say fetish, but a way to like process um, his time with mm-hmm. um, his friends who had um, different Prosthetic yeah. prosthetics. So... Perhaps like each time he sees one, that is what Reminds his mind of. goes to. Yeah. And in order to like really deal with cool. the weight of that, he just um, defaults to humor. Yeah. Because there, I can't imagine um, his you know early years and seeing someone with prosthetics and like really finding it like genuinely funny, mm-hmm. knowing how his friends were. So I think it's just a, a coping. Like yeah, a, yeah. I think that's that's very accurate. But also it's it's just like it's just as you said, it's the James Gunn thing. Yeah. They have made us laugh at this yeah. gag. And then you from it's yeah. not even in the just in the first, it's in the first movie, it's in the second movie. It's, Infinity War. it's in Infinity War mm-hmm. and then the joke from Infinity War where he wants Bucky's arm is brought back in the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. So they've made you laugh at this joke Four different times, mm-hmm. four different movies, and then they introduce yeah. the fact anyway, that here's why here's why the joke is funny. Guys. It's just funny. <laughs> it's but, it's, but also it's it's so childish and like not actual human. Like for the character itself, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's so childish. It's not something that anyone. Fine. So, like, he's usually it's, the it's only person laughing. At the worst, it's at, at the most it. inappropriate and times, and everybody yeah. reacts to it like, "Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you?" And like, he shows says it to Bucky when they're surrounded by aliens the, shooting that at them. That one was yeah. the most serious ask because yeah. he sees a weapon, but everything else is like his attempt at humor, mm-hmm. which isn't really funny at right. all. Just to him, yeah. and it just to to me displays his um, like feral sort in. Not like animal sense, but in the lack of socialization. Yeah. Sort yeah. of way being, you know, locked away in a cell with these four people. Like mm-hmm. it just displays his just lack of um social it's like he also has a lack of impulse control because that is the driving oh, yeah. force of the plot in the second guardians. He's yeah. like he, he has can't a, stop stealing. He's yeah. just got this little kleptomaniac, which is very true for the you know uh, raccoon identity. Right, yes, yes, yes. Um, I I can see that, but I, again, how like trauma affects a brain and affects a person. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. things that you do. So in his the like the best moment of his life, really, where he doesn't need, he doesn't mm-hmm. want. Yeah, he is still looking. Um, for ways to sort of mess up, which yeah. speaks to how people generally um, behave once they're out of like very yeah. bad periods. Yeah. They're just yeah. 
without he he, he rejects stability and mm-hmm. it's by it, it's his this, own hand a lot of the time. It's Very right, self-destructive. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And if, if things get too comfortable, he'll afraid he'll lose it. So and yeah, and especially it, in the first one, after we've established this found family thing in the first one. Um, the second one is the testing of this yeah. family yeah. to see Volume just how place, much like three months after yeah, not it's a big very, period. just yeah. to see how much they will accept you like um, here's this circle of people that I've found and I seem to fit in they seem to accept mm-hmm. me yeah. but what is the limit what can mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. to push them away and, and so like in the first one right so Rock is an interesting character because he he is clearly um He's, he's impulsive, he's brash, mm-hmm. and he seems not very liked by a lot of people. And he seems to not even... He, he, he's, he's all violent at the drop of a hat. Right. And, he, and, and so, like, he gives... He, he will reject them before they have a chance to reject him. Right. Kind of thing. But it's, it's very telling that he is the only one of them that actually has a companion in the movie. So he and Groot yeah. are kind of like a package deal. But look at the companion. Yeah. It's not someone who is given to, um, like, criticizing him right. or yeah. you know saying he, much he, he's only of so anything. empathetic that he'll put up with whatever rocket exactly yeah. yeah exactly yeah um so all right so when they when they break out um they they're stuck with this this orb thing and they don't really know what to do with it um oh, can 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 i speak when they break out of the kiln when when yeah. they, when when you you realize for the first time how what a genius rocket actually is yes. Yes. when he devises the plan and like um controls the whole prison system yes. yeah turns off the anti-gravity um, the score kind of really kicks in for the first it time. It is the best use of the score, score in all and of these like movies. I'm a very specific. It always happens to me when the guards start being raised and the like goosebumps every single time. I watch this movie. I don't know. It is maybe 25 times. And literally every single time So that because it it is. It comes right after, like, A, they work together for the first time. Yeah. Mm. And then the doors open. You see and them as like, a team. They're really and, trusting a raccoon with this shit. Like, and, what is and, going and, on and, here? and he says, like, I told you I had a plan. Yeah. And, then, and you're like, oh, my God, they're breaking out. They're a team. And, like, you just see five broken people come together. And, it's, it's, and it just, and the score kicks in the perfect it's time. It's where they introduce really the, the perfect I don't think it's an introduction. I think they've used, they use it once before when, like, Peter Quill was, the, the ship was stalling and he had to pull up real fast. I think they it's use not, it It's not that particular motif. But yeah. yeah, but but the the Guardians of the Galaxy motif yeah, yeah, sure. is is really brought forward in that scene you're talking mm-hmm. about. That track is called the Kill and Escape. Yeah, I used that was in like because this movie came out um, roughly before I started driving. Okay, and that that song would be in my driving playlist nice. when I needed nice. to, like I needed to like actually Focus, feel yeah. like I'm I'm not even like focusing. If I was someone, I feel like I'm driving a spaceship. I just using that that, that track. Um, no, that's a great um, musical moment as well. But what I also like about that is um, right after they break out and you know they're getting all their effects that they were um, put to jail. He with. says, "Get the Milano," which is R- named after Alyssa Milano. That's as Peter Quill's. Um, um, that's one of his fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, Alyssa Milano was every little boy's crush yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, to be yeah. fair. So. Um, but it's when like Rocket says. Um, they um they put all his clothes up in a ball. They, That's rude. No, no, yeah, no, no. They they folded your clothes, but they they crumpled man into a ball. That's yeah, rude, yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, so you're an asshole, but you're also super sensitive. Yes. Oh, yeah. He no. He Most assholes are super he sensitive. Is, he Most is very sensitive. Yeah. Because even while they were waiting for the collector to um 
No, was it during the time they were waiting for the yeah, yeah it was it, so and they were drinking and, yeah. and gambling yeah. yeah and then um Quill and Gamora had to break up a fight yeah. <laughs> because he thought everyone was laughing at him and right. they were all and you called me rodent yeah and yeah, yeah and, and and Gamora called him um, vermin vermin right. in yeah. the scene earlier so mm-hmm. it's like. But that's, it's funny because it's, it's the one scene where it's like they're getting along, they're drinking, they have a good time, they're gambling over this cockfighting. Yeah, but thing. then you get drunk and you get really emotional. Yeah, and these these emotionally stunted people, they yeah. say one he, thing that sets each other off, and it's just like he, shit's going like down. Like James Gunn calling his shot so early, it's just like I didn't ask to be taken apart and put together again, back again and again, like yeah. some kind of monster. Yeah, like that line always like it hit me, and and yeah. Bradley Cooper's delivery of it, yeah. like the the over and over part is what gets me. It's just right. like. I feel like, over over, like he's feeling it. He's gone yeah. back to those moments where he was yeah. stripped apart and everything. Uh, and so, going that moment, I felt like going into the third movie, I was dreading it the most because I remember how I felt with him just re- describing it. Yeah, plainly. and then having to see it, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't think I was. Nope. Um, so I, I I do find like from that moment the name calling um, very interesting because it's not something that really stops i mean they no. don't they don't they don't call him like a vermin or a rodent anymore yeah. but the well, call him, him various <laughs> they call him trash panda at one point <laughs> and he's like is that is that call him back i also find it interesting how he is a raccoon that doesn't know what a raccoon he, is yeah. and, and he rejects being called it he he yeah. rejects being called it but he doesn't know what it is in the first place, yeah. Yeah. in the first place mm-hmm. there's one point where he calls it like a, a raboon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Groot has to correct him. And Groot has to correct him. Yeah, um, and then like in Infinity War, Thor calls him Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. So like he 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 constantly has to deal with people calling him something that he doesn't yeah. believe. He's that so he smart, is. yet he has no idea what any rodent is. Yeah, <laughs> he, I mean he's he's only ever seen three. Um, Which makes that moment in part three yeah. so yeah. impactful. Man, that comment. Yeah. Not okay. Coming so, so pause right here. Get, get, right? get the tissues. Get no, the no, no, no. It's not tissues. It's rage. Um, okay. I feel like because we just saw part three, we're just gonna talk about like how the first two and the first, like how it connects. Anyway, but I saw it with a friend of mine, and I hope he's listening to this so mm-hmm. that he can hear how pissed off I was because okay. I couldn't express it. Because we were doing a little chat after the movie, cause, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, the last act of the movie, um, when all of the animals are being escorted mm-hmm. off the trip, mm-hmm. uh, the ship. He 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 was like. I'm gonna cut that still, and I was like, "Fuck you!" And he and he said, and I said, "I actually think it." Fuck it, you, it, Damien's friend. Hey, friend. <laughs> I think it, I think it worked given the context of like Give, his backstory and stuff. And he was like, "You want to watch Noah's Ark, dog?" And I was, Damien, yeah, who's this terrible hey, friend? Person? Get, get, terrible your person get your life <laughs> together. Get your life together. Terrible person. You're but <laughs> what I found interesting about that is that they, like the group, saw the importance of saving the children. Yeah. And they went about and did that. Right. But rac- um, I was going to call him Raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket. Rakakuni. <laughs> right. was the yeah. one to go back and see yeah, the animals that are yeah. like yeah. him. Uh, and, and there's a moment they, where... They, they didn't think to they didn't, the whole they, ship. They, yeah. they, they did not hesitate once he said, we have to save yeah, them. Yeah, they were sure, like, okay, let's do it. But, but at the same time, he was the one to yeah. have to go back to... Point out well, their well, importance. Yeah, they, they see the children. They say, "Well, the children are just like, well, I guess that's the only precious cargo on the ship." Yeah, and so they just move on. But your friend would be like, Rock, Rocket, no. "No," but Rocket, who actually technically does know what is going on on the ship, yeah, everybody else, right. would be the one to go back. Yeah. And, and but there's even a moment where like Peter Quill, as he's getting a bunch of rabbits and stuff off of the the, the ship that's going down, 
um, one of the guys on Nowhere is just like, I thought it was just like higher life forms. Yeah. And, yes. And yes, yes, like, yes. Yeah, me too, but this is what we're doing. And to, to the group's credit, like they just go along with it and mm. they're just like, yeah, animal sanctuary now. So that is, that in a way ties back to, um, for I hope me, there's like a garden or something on, on nowhere where these, these animals can graze. It's a big but head, but I don't see a lot of shrubbery. Yeah. It, it ties back um, into this idea for me of the name calling. I feel like um, there's a level of like um, emotional intelligence that is displayed in the film, like in a, not a deep exploration of trauma, but some exploration of tra- um, trauma. But there is this... Um, holding of the characters that doesn't quite happen so like with the continued name calling mm. even no, after they, he they, expressed they, 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 they love him but they're also rcty people yeah. yeah sure so like even um with the name calling and then you know the higher life form note there is like this gentleness that isn't quite there none the, like mm-hmm. yes they love him they regard him as family and yeah. all of that but there's this extra layer yeah. of gentleness that isn't do you think there the name calling is, al- is, is also a deflection on the fact that he does say shitty things to them too? It is definitely because as much as he is one of the most sensitive members of the team, he's also the shit-talking biggest constantly. dick. Yeah. Um, he doesn't call them names, but he, he shit-talks them constantly. Yeah. But in what way? In what way does he shit call them? Um, or should talk them, sorry. Uh well, th- there's there's no. the moment where um the where Peter Quill and um half the team is going off to Ego's planet in right, the second right. one. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly what he, he says. He did say sometimes but um as we discussed earlier, that's part of him trying to test the um no, no, limits no. of the I'm not, saying, don't know who's testing. I'm not <laughs> saying that that his his expression of his trauma isn't like a root as as a result yeah, of yeah, that yeah, trauma. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it still is like, hey, you're saying something pretty offensive to me. It, okay, that feels like a moment for me and one that gets explored and dealt with, yeah. right? Especially in um, the end, um, at what, the funeral, yeah. when he is saying, yeah, yeah. oh, they pushed him away. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, he pushed them away, but they still showed yeah. up. Da, da, da. Yeah. And Peter's like, of course, yes, yeah. they yeah. do. It feels like a moment that is then handled. It's right. dealt with mm-hmm. and you move on. Right. But the, the whole persistent, movie's about that persistent yeah. name calling just but, but, happens. But, but even, <laughs> throughout, even Peter, throughout. in that same scene, when they're going off to Ego's planet, Peter goes, are you trying to get everyone in the ship to hate you? Again, a moment that happens and then is yeah. dealt with. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, yeah, but but I don't think they they didn't like call him anything terrible in the the third movie. So I think I'm, at the end of the second one, a lot of those issues get exposed. No, so I'm not saying that yeah. they, they necessarily call him terrible because, like I said, the vermin and rodents doesn't come back up, so no, they yeah. don't go. Yeah, that, that's, as that's, terrible, what just, that's what they'll just call him a badger. They call him. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, Everything so, so Gamora, Gamora calls him a badger in the third yeah, one. Yeah. But she, this is the Gamora that New didn't Gamora, go New through Gamora, all of that yeah, catharsis. So yeah. she is in the, the beginning stage. Who calls stage. him a squirrel again? <laughs> sure. um, oh, yeah, oh, squirrel. oh, it was Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock Another character. Yeah. So, so when the boundaries... Yeah, it's all new characters. It's all new characters. Yeah. Characters so when the boundaries established of, hey, don't do that, it is respected. And mm-hmm. that is part of like... I, I love how the series throughout does these moments of having the characters learn about each other and respecting each other and, and moving forward. And it, it, it definitely is one of the best examples, I think, of like that found family dynamic mm-hmm. that I loathe how often it comes up for the Fast and Furious franchise <laughs> because those characters might as well be strangers. Also Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> who, who might as well be strangers who have gone through some crazy shit together, right. but like 
there's not really a, a feeling I get of, of intense love between each yeah. other. Like, okay, you guys blow some shit up and then you have a cookout at the end of the day. And then you never see each other again until it, the next It's weekend. something about having to say the thing. Like, does it lose meaning after saying it so many times? Yeah. So he's constantly saying, we're a family, we're a family, we're mm-hmm. a family. And it's just like, well, how is only it demonstrated? Ty- only Tyrese and Ludacris have a... Yeah, they're, when, common, when I was talking just now, I was just like, well, except for them, because mm-hmm. they do have their back and forth and mm-hmm. it's nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dom basically is just like like that dad who wants everybody to be a family, but mm-hmm. then they're not really, you know, like they come together, they have dinner, but, but nobody then, wants like, to talk. But like, what are expecti- expectations for the Fast and Furious no, franchise? They're like, they're doing their That's best. the one that brands itself that's as a family, but the true like found family blockbuster franchise is, is the Guardians elsewhere, franchise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you uh, you mentioned someone who I really wish was better, more used in in the series, but the collector mm-hmm. in the first film. Um, Tanale Tavares. By, by the way, mm-hmm. I revisited it, and when he turned around, the sleigh, the the, 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 the sleigh, bro, the sleigh. He just came he on was the screen, killing. <laughs> like, he, and and and, when and he, like when he's the, describing the stones, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the passion, yes. the passion in his voice. Yeah. Like this oh, man he just, so just good. he and, and it's like a small, it's a character that you see for like five minutes. Nisa looked at the script. He saw one I, page of dialogue. He's just like, I'm on. I, I can eat this. What I'm kind eat this. like this? It's such an untraceable accent. It's it's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What region is that supposed <laughs> to be? Initial went full sicko mode, right? It don't matter. <laughs> and then, and like the eyeliner that is like clearly just designed down his his cheeks as it, well. It's beautiful costume. Yeah. It's, it's. I want to talk about um the fashion on nowhere because yeah. <laughs> I took some pictures. You sent me some pictures. A photo. Night. Yes. Um, I'm so like happy about these things. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's there's. The, this is some real visual content oh my for the God. podcast. There's this. Um, I love this because o- o- outside the club, podcast is uh-huh. a visual medium, right. as we so all know. Outside the club of nowhere, uh, the, the the collectors, the collectors, are, they're all these delightful fashion choices yeah. being made by the people walking outside the club. Okay, like they're all in these like these very Lilu Dallas from Fifth Element, yeah, type clothes. So I'm gonna try and do my best to describe this. So this is basically like what's the name of that um that dog looking? Anybody here a Pokemon fan? Yeah. Okay, what's the name of the dog? Poke? Eevee? Eevee's a fox. Eevee's a fox, right. Yeah. Okay, Growlithe is a dog. Right. Is, is he a dog? dog? Yeah, Vulpix, Growlithe. Um, so this basically looks like if you had uh, Eevee on top of your head with the curls yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's a full latex bodysuit mm-hmm. that has been chopped up symmetrically. Right. Where it's every time there's a hole on the left, there's a hole on the right, and there's a lot of holes. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll put the screen crap yeah. when, I, when we're describing it. Um, there's, there's another one. So um, this... It's very, uh, I would say, Grace Jones-looking character. Oh, boy. Um, this lady right here. And these are all in the background, too. Like, yeah. They just... that, that's the thing. Like, like on, on nowhere on the planet, you're yeah. seeing these people just walk by, but they all look so incredibly This dressed. looks like if a copy of Little Mermaid just found its way in space. Yes. Yeah. yeah and she yeah. made her entire ent- the, identity the, the, over this, that. This, like, wig cloth thing is a very, like, Grace yeah. Jones at Studio 54. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. And... Visual content, guys. There, but there's like, I, I, I was I was writing up my review for the third one today, and I mentioned how like it's a big, you know, blockbuster franchise. But there's so many little details that feel like okay, this is handcrafted independent mm-hmm. cinema almost. Mm-hmm. Like the the choice to make the Orgolock a giant prolapsed rectum, <laughs> as me and Natasha refer to it, as is such a yeah. strong choice. 
also like I, I, and it looked like an organ when mm-hmm. I saw it. I'm like, great. Well, I know James Gunn. I, he comes from the trauma universe, tra- trauma, sorry, yeah. universe <laughs> of just like full scatological humor. So I was like, oh, it's a rectum. That's funny. And then Natasha like dispersed my 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 root my rectum talk because she's just like, it looks, looks disgusting. But then the elevator that yep. they go down is clearly a giant suppository yep. going down a track. So like, yeah. the inside of it looks like an Apple store, <laughs> but like the outside <laughs> is a big old... <laughs> Oh, man. But it 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 is it is literally it's a, a a world that or not a world but it's a it's a an organization that grew out of an organism and yes. it, it it is not like manicured in any way it is just a disgusting kind of just space pile yeah, of flesh like I said which the in, is, inside looks great which but. is an interesting contrast to ego as a planet yeah. it's just just well manicured yes. beautifully beautiful right, yeah. Just like he a just very nice perfect looking yes. Garden yeah. of Eden looking world. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And um for it to sh- be presented as something just so beautiful but, and but, to be so sinister. It, it, it is presented as that it's a beautiful lush paradise. Yeah. But then Gomorra rightfully says, So where are the people on this planet? Right. And and then Mantis replies, A flea would not in a dog would not invite a flea to live on him. Right, right. And that's yeah. that's that that tells you if it was not clear who the bad guy in the movie yeah. was, that tells you exactly. All right, so you talked right you there. talked about ego. So I'm gonna talk about the bad guy in the first film. Um, who Ronan the accuser? Ronan Good the body. accuser. Good body Lipe himself. Good body Lipe. <laughs> um, yeah. So just coming like, hot out of that vat of goo. Jesus. <laughs> big seven foot. Buffalo. Yeah, big, <laughs> very nice, dramatic, um, Darth Vader esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, introduction yeah. coming out of like this chamber and then fling, putting on the headdress. Yeah, they fling the powder on him. They yeah, put the baby powder, the yellow I baby powder. It. <laughs> it's it's very like ceremonial, ostentatious yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, but I just like that he's just one big old space fascist. Oh, he's yeah. just like I, I want things to be a certain way. I like Sharia law of Cree. <laughs> and I would like everyone what to follow Sharia say? law. Like the peace treaty would be yeah. the kindling on which you burn, burn right. or yeah. something like His whole thing is that like, so the Cree and the um, Zandarians, Zandarians they have, have a like treaty. a peace treaty. And then so even the Cree are just like, we don't really fuck with this guy. Yeah. But he's like taken off like a, a radical sect right. of them to like go around and just kill Zandar. Zandar yeah. yeah. And he's and he's just like, my government knows no shame. Shame, yeah. Um uh, but he's 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 playing second fiddle because I feel this is the second time that you saw Thanos in the yeah. in mm-hmm. the, the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, also second time in his chair. Second time, several times he managed to sit in down. Love a chair. That's the worst. That was the funniest thing in Endgame, where um, when 2014 Thanos comes to 2023, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Nebula, go get those stones for me." I'm gonna like, chair. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna sit, sit here and wait, yeah. just like you always did. Yeah. Um, I I love that waiting thing that they like from your first see him. He's yeah. just waiting, just biding wait. his time. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, so this is this is the first time you hear him. Speak. It's the first time you see Josh Brolin as the Josh, voice right, right. and his, in, and his in, motion capture. So and previous everything. in the in the um uh after credit scene of the Avengers, yeah, you see him kind of stand up and you see him smile. smiling, and you're and you're like, oh shit, it's Thanos. Yeah, me, me and the five other nerds in the theater, are like, oh my god, it's Thanos. And then we had to just, explain just who, who uh, yeah, Thanos just was to all our parents right, and right, our families. Right, and then so then cut to Guardians now. There's that scene where Ronan basically comes to him after like Gomorrah runs away from yeah, him. Yeah, he has yeah. to explain himself. And this is like I I I I knew this is when I knew like 
really, I really hope James Gunn writes for Thanos because, like, the three lines he says, bro, burnt into like, I will bathe the starways in your blood. Yeah, like that is such a fucking lunatic. <laughs> like, they, line to write. what yeah. I what I love about it was. Um, Ronan come in to be like, "Hey, your daughter fucked up," and he's like, "My favorite daughter, my favorite. please." Clearly, you alienated my <laughs> quick, favorite like, daughter, Gomorrah, quick, and, quick and Nebula just like you just see her yeah. just squinch her Nebula for the, for the reaction. <laughs> like my favorite she, daughter, she's like fixing her arm with a screwdriver. Yes. She's like, Pussy. Well, like, <laughs> like, like it's clearly the twentieth time this day yeah. she's heard. Um, but. Yeah, it's good. It's good villain dialogue in this and movie. What it's is kind is, of what's interesting me about that? Interesting to me about that is she would. This would not be news to her. Yeah. Her, oh, in, entire her entire childhood, entire life is about Gamora being the, the favorite and the better. So That's it would not have. So many robots. Like he didn't need to say it, yeah. but he was just like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, might as well. Just another another dab, jab right there. Um, that's, that's when you Thanos was like a real immigrant father. We <laughs> just say which child is his but favorite. But it's just, it's like, they're, they're so the, the folks at Marvel saying like, hey, you know this, this Thanos theme, this um, Thanos scene, and, and, and he's just like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just deliver the tone for your character for right. the rest of your franchise. Yeah. I'll just do that for you. Hey, a little could, favor do you mind lining up our big bad of yeah. the, the past sure. 20 movies? Why not? Sure. I'll do it. <laughs> um, but then from there, uh, when when the the guardians like when they realize that what they're actually been carrying around is like a fucking negaton bomb yes. in in their their back pocket, the, the power stone itself. Um, yeah, this is the first time that the Infinity Stones like were fully explained. Yes. Um, so it is. It's a it's a movie that has a lot of the other. You know, it does so much heavy lifting. It does a lot of heavy lifting, but at the same time, it just you feels it, yeah. extremely insular. Like nothing mm. in the Guardians franchise feels like it's dependent on what's going on outside. Mm. Yes. But it, it delivers on a lot. Like a lot of the other things in the other MCU movies feels very forced. Like mm. when um, it, it happens a lot in Ant Man Thor, Thor two, um, with <laughs> Thor two as well. Like a lot of those movies, just like hey, setting hey, can, up something can, can something's going on over right. there it's, it's coming yeah. we're, we're coming so, so like it, it's so funny because volume one and two take place within three months of each other yeah so they're this little pocket universe where they make you know the best things ever and yeah. then there's that delightful scene in volume three when they're in the elevator and peter quill just yada yeah. yadas over what happened in infinity war yeah like you can almost tell james Gunn is like upset that like he had to give away his characters for yeah. two movies i know he has to explain what fucker happened to them in like this very quick, quick yeah, yeah. little dialogue. I, I, I loved that um, because I personally love when um, creators don't really have an explanation for something that happens in the plot mm-hmm. and either they um, one character says to the other like, boy, me no no. Me no no, ask your mother. Me no no, ask your mother. It's like when a showrunner comes off a show for a season and they come back and they're like, oh, fuck the rat, is it what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I in Community, they said that, oh, that was a ga- there was a gas leak that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love yeah. it. Um, an, ex- an example of it um, is in BBC's Sherlock sure. when okay. they didn't have an explanation because the original works don't really have an explanation mm-hmm. for like how Sherlock came back from the dead. Right. So what they did in the series is just um, put... Like the most elaborate thing? No, they oh, put the fan, the fan, fan theories. theories. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So you just have people like, this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. Right, this right. is what happened. So I personally love a moment where the creator of a 
piece of work is just like I have no explanation for you. Right. So I'm either gonna tell you to go get fucked, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna include what everyone is saying, yeah. or I'm just gonna make fun of yeah. what happened. Did, did you ever watch the Supernatural series? No, I didn't. Okay, so I mean, it's fifth, it's fifteen series of a show, and with a show that long, some that's why I didn't watch it. Right. Well, some plot lines are are gonna get lost. Sasha so, likes a nice, concise two seasons. Well, <laughs> if, if I see that you've been at this for like over five years, I want to yeah. say I'm. I'm going to think you don't need me. Well, okay. <laughs> With Supernatural, you could watch the first five years and then done. There's like a good conclusion at the end of that this season. Not saying uh, that I should, you should go watch it. But oh, I, I'm not going to. There's, a, there's a, a plot line where um, they find out that there's a third brother. And sure. In, sure. in one As of you the... Do. As you do. Yeah, their, their dad was fucking around behind their back. Um, and in one of the seasons... That happened uh, to, to my good boy um, Thor and Loki. Didn't yeah, yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just right before he dies, it's like, hey, but yeah, so they find out that there's this third brother and there's a thing going on in that particular season where there needs to be a Winchester boy that gets sentenced to hell. Mm-hmm. Ah. And conveniently, they've got there's the third one. brother and, he, reserve. And, and for like a few episodes, they're like, we're going to get him back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking six years go by. Right. They reach the tenth season, right. and they, there's <laughs> like, this. Oh shit! Didn't we're supposed to? <laughs> there's this big like um, hundredth episode. Right. I, I think I don't know. It was some big ceremonial episode. Right. This number of episodes that they've reached. Um, and in the show, there's this um, the the supernatural series exists in the show as a as a series of books. Okay. So everything that of they course. did gets written by another author who of is course. apparently a prophet of God. Of course. Um, of course. In <laughs> so the fans of the book series, uh, um, they mention the brother, uh-huh. and it like there's a moment where it's like, oh shit, we left him in hell. Holy right. shit, he's yeah. just been suffering yeah. for years. Oh well, yeah. So, uh, but you know, the original creator of the series left the series, and then so other writers had to come in, and it's just a, a plot line that just None, didn't get dealt with. I've never heard anything about supernatural that sounds Lorm- normal, sane, normal and chill. sane and chill, yeah. Yeah. And normal. Yeah. <laughs> The more Never. it goes on, <laughs> the, the less sane it goes. I, I watched the ending. Well, I watched I people yeah. watching the ending yeah, on Tumblr on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know Man, what happened. That, that I only know people's response Tumblr. to yeah. it. Right, right. No, Tumblr was a big thing for that show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, m- moving to the back to... Um, right, to so the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I... I in watching in watching one and two very recently again for the yeah. millionth time, um, I I I kind of forgot how easy breezy the first one mm-hmm. is. Yeah, like it it almost feels like a ninety minute perfect movie because yeah. you don't realize you're, it's just like jokes, jokes, friends, friends, emotion, 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 emotion. We are Groot. What? And then you start bawling. Like yeah, it yeah, just yeah. it just comes kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, almost out um, <laughs> nowhere. Um, <laughs> No, but they do have moments that, where they reconcile and they're just like, yo, let's actually, let's, let's talk about how we actually feel about each other. Let's come to a consensus Yeah, about there, there's that famous scene where they sit around in a circle yeah. and then they slowly get up, which like, it's, it's, it's so great because it's a scene you see in a lot of movies. Yeah. And the fact that it's a raccoon, yeah. an alien, a tree, a bigger, and they're all doing it and they're like pointing it out. Yeah, they're they're, they're pointing out how like all right now we're just we're now just standing like a couple of jackasses. I I think what I liked about that moment is usually when it gets to those very big moments and the speechifying that um gets everyone together, it's usually a call to the better parts of yourself, the part that overcomes and you know is the best possible version of you. But they did not 
<laughs> call tonight. No. They're like, we're all losers in the sense that we've lost. Like folks who have lost stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love that it's not um like a perfect sort of speech. It's just, you know, he's getting out his thoughts yeah. and they're not perfect. Yeah. Or or anything like which, that. Which is the character. And it comes <laughs> it comes after a round of them just Calling him basically an idiot. Yeah. He's just like, yo, dude, that we were supposed to do it twelve percent. We were supposed to uh, do that. Oh, and ah. that too, like Rocket um as a planner versus mm-hmm. Quill as a planner, even though Quill is, you know, the leader he's more, he's of more the, the winger than of the, the yeah. even though he's a leader yeah. of the team, yeah. like as a planner, he's not it. Yeah. So Rocket said it, he had a plan and it was a plan. Yeah. It, it's it's sort of the um Captain Kirk Spock thing. Right, like, yeah, Captain yeah, yeah. Kirk made decisions, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. Spock, Spock is a sparkest person. You should yeah. ask him. Um, but like, I also the, the one moment that, that that came to me again, and I noticed first, but it's just like when he's, when Quill is giving the speech, Drax like he's like the world has given us an opportunity, and Drax asks to do what, and he says to give a shit, and Drax doesn't respond, but you see him kneel back in his chair, and I always read that moment as a person who cannot understand metaphors, yeah, yeah, yeah. as his Drax is like. Am I? Do I have to know? Defecate, <laughs> like be, because he doesn't respond, yeah. but he doesn't. He kind of he kind of like sinks back into his chair and looks at him. Yeah. So, so I like, always I don't because really the, the movie at that point is I just understand. If you want to see, so a, to sell him that specific word, it's, it's very, also very fascinating. If you want to see a visualization of that that idea you just had, um, the YouTube channel how it should have ended, mm-hmm. they they play it out where where he, he drops trow and and actually. Does a whole of course it did. Yeah. Fair. Of course it did. Um that so so but I also like how like all these characters have this kind of sense of irony about everything. They they detach themselves emotionally from everything. Mm-hmm. And this is a moment where they're doing something symbolic. They're all standing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, they do it, but they're also gonna like wink and nod about it with the yeah. jackasses in a circle thing. Um the there's one there's a few other like moments of, you know, emotional intimacy, like when um when when Rocket and Drax and Groot are mm. standing around after Peter Quill and Gamora have right, been taken, right. and like boohoo, my wife and child are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Groot and Groot gives that <gasps> great reaction yeah, shot. And Rocket rightfully says, "Like everyone has lost folks. That yeah, does yeah, not yeah. give you the right." And I was like, "But it's also like what he fucking did." But, in that but the, movie. yeah, he does not understand his delivery. He's so violent. Oh no, no, no. But he's I'm on board with that. What I'm talking is like. Fair. What Drax did right before that, where they're all chilling yeah, on nowhere, and, and he come. fucking calls an army, right? To Sends <laughs> a text to Roman. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Come pick me up, B. It, it, it's <laughs> complete. Drop your location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but before that, there's a moment where Peter Quill and Gamora are like dancing to the music, and that's beautiful. And, and she she puts the knife to his throat because he, she's just like, listen, I ain't gonna be one of them girls. No, no, no. I have the exact line written. Oh, the, the pelvic sorcery. Yes. <laughs> I am not some starry-eyed waif who's here to be succumb to your pelvic sorcery. Yeah, incredible line delivery yeah, from it's, it's it's good. But I feel like you would give her a run for her money with your delivery. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> well, you know, that was very nice. Audition. Um, you audition. You just didn't get the part. I didn't get the part. Yeah, it, it was it was me, Zoe Saldana, and uh, what's her face from Jennifer's Body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they they saw you in the scene where you're eating an apple, making goo goo eyes at Peter Quill. They're just like. Yeah, we just don't think this is gonna play well. Yeah. We're just not ready, ready for it. Right, yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, they have all these moments of like. They've done a Latina. 
<laughs> where they, they have um, these moments where the guardians have these emotional connections with each other and they finally admit that they actually might feel something for each other. Mm-hmm. Also, there's that beautiful moment where Groot like, creates the fireflies. Yeah. And Drax is like, how did you do that? And they're like, I'm pretty sure the answer is <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> um, I really like, yeah, that, with that, when I was rewatching it this past week, I was like, Groot is just the best character in this movie. He just has so he many. He can create flowers. He yeah. Can create he can fireflies. He just stops to give a little girl a flower. Yeah, he's a sweet, sweet, sweet You know, which is contrasted right after Peter. Peter Quill is just like, hey, watch your wallets. Yeah, and, he, yeah. and he's just like, hey, man. Okay, flowers. but what I like about that moment um, after he gives the kid the flower, mm-hmm. I don't know if it is that I read it that way, but she kind of looks like she doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. like yeah, she's, staring, she's in an act of kindness star- for the first time. <laughs> Not just an act of kindness, but also I think of it as like giving someone something that you perceive as beautiful, but ultimately useless to yeah, them. She's yeah, she's just like, what if I do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to eat something, boss. We can't eat flowers. Dog, dog, I'm on him with one. Like, I was watching it and I was thinking, I really hope Groot can't, like, produce apples because, bro, give her a whole bushel full of apples. Don't give her one fucking flower. <laughs> that, that's how that moment read to me. Like, she looked lost yeah. in my mind. She's like, oh, I'm homeless, but now I look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's put this in my, in my hair. hair. <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, the... So ending the movie with uh, a fucking dance-off is just brilliant, perfect, yeah. brilliant. And also the uh, moment where they're all holding hands together and she's like, take my hand. Yeah, I, and it cuts to his mom with her hand yeah, out. I, 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 fuck, I, I really want it because I think the Guardians just... <sighs> these movies are the fucking best. Guys. Yeah. I think they have the best climaxes yeah, yeah, yeah. of like Marvel, maybe superhero movies, period. Yeah. Because you're cutting from... Okay, so they get onto the ship. Um, all the Nova Corps die. Yeah. Even though you don't really get to emotion know them, so it's just kind of just destruction for destruction's sake. Yeah. But then they think they, they think they kill Ronan, but the ship is gonna be destroyed. And they kinda come and agree, like, I guess we're gonna like die here while the right. ship goes down. Groot spreads out, makes a cocoon for them. He delivers that beautiful line, I cry in the theater. Yeah. And then the ship is coming out and they're like, Oh, I guess they're okay, and then Ronan pops back up. So you're already like on an emotional high, like, oh fuck, and, you know, and then you know, boom, 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 dance, dance off goes. But then <laughs> what is so amazing after that is that like, you know, Rocket Rock, Rock is crying, um, Rocket is crying over, over dead Groot. Yeah. And then they go to the Nova Corps, the Nova Corps, like, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, here's here's, here's a things. fixed up ship. Here's a fixed up ship. Yeah. And then he gets on and then he like reaches into his bag. And because it's the first time he's got, like, his found family, he's not ready to, like, accept the gift that his mother gave him. Right, yeah. And uh, my God, to play Ain't No Mountain High Enough Man. was maybe one of the best needle drops I've ever heard, Yeah, like, in a film. I think this movie has, like, it's been talked about plenty, but the soundtrack in the movie is... One of the best. There's just, n- not even just, like, the choice of songs, but just the moments that they're used. Yeah. Like, I used to listen to it, and I'd be like, oh, this is when Peter Quill goes back and, and, gets, thing, and yeah. gets his his Walkman. Um, I mean, Come and Get Your Love with the title mm-hmm. t- card coming up. Great And him dancing though. around. And, sh- like, uh, as you said, um, the I'm Not In Love, that, that low-tempo mm-hmm. introduction to the movie. Um, that that synthy start to, like, it, it almost... Sound sci-fi-ish. Yeah. When presented that way. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then you fool around and fell in love like, yeah, you're going to fall in love to somebody right. and then just going to have a quiet to take moment. take us fucking home, 
Jackson 5 yeah. is stepping in. Like. It's just winning all around. I don't, I, it's not I, a bad I, moment. What I appreciate about that is um, how James Gunn deals in nostalgia. Yeah. Um, you know, this longing for home. Mm-hmm. So you, um, he's stuck in... You know this time frame, which for he's listening uh, to the same fifteen songs. Yeah, it's like it's the same. But also, like for the audience, for Mm -hmm. us, those songs would (laughs) impart the. You know, so it's not just for him as a character, but for us as an audience. That's actually that's a really good point because there's so many things that come out that feel like okay, you're just cashing in on nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Guardians franchise, it it, it, with as respected in music, it's like and and even the fact that this is a very you know, Star Wars, um, sci-fi, high yeah. fantasy kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it's nostalgic What's for the, those types of movies. Right, the, I, I, I think there's a third, more way more important layer that like yeah. not many movies do. It's all diegetic music. Yeah. So it's it's not just a movie just playing a song to like ha perky up the audience. Right. It's like, no, the characters are listening to this song. Yeah. Which so is you also to them along how how it works behind the scenes because they will play the music that is supposed to be in the scene on the set. Mm-hmm. So as they are you know doing the performances and acting, they are experiencing as their characters would. Yeah, J- so James Gunn said like when he finished the script, the very first thing he said was, "I need all these songs cleared before we yeah. move ahead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I just uh, that movie is great. And just before we go on to volume two, just to talk about it. Um, there's so many winning like cast moments in it where it's just mm-hmm. this random person, fucking Glenn Close. Yeah. Um, collect, uh, collect that check, baby. Uh, Peter Serafinowitz. Yeah. Um, uh, John C. Riley. Um, there's a bunch of people from the Nathan Fillion Nathan Fillion as, as, as the, the voice Alien. of the big blue guy mm-hmm. um, there's the, the the a bunch of people from Troma who are in the prison yeah, yeah, and yeah, killed yeah. Um, yeah it's just there's a there's a lot of oh that guy and yeah, well, it's, it's and a, a lot of them are just Seth like Green as James Gunn's friends, yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. because one thing about James Gunn is <laughs> you're going to eat a food boy like if you're friends with him no. he's carrying mm-hmm. you all over the place DC, his brother MCU, his brother his brother his brother who gets Two checks yeah. because he's the he standard for, for Rocket, Rocket and he plays Kraglin as well. And Michael Rooker, who has been his friend for years, who was mm-hmm. also in Sliver. Even Nathan Fillion yeah, as well. Yeah, just as a friend, you're gonna yeah. eat the food. So you know, if you want, I mean, you're running DC now. If you want the project, be James Gunn friend. He'll put <laughs> you in a multi-billion-dollar project. Yeah. Um, all right, so I was very excited for the second one because the first one, like, it really held a, a special place for me um, when. <laughs> When my cape results... I, I constantly have the internal battle yeah. of what do I love more? Guardians of the Galaxy or the first Avengers? Yeah. And I realize mm. the first Avengers... I keep on coming back to the caveat of... You know, I grew up watching these characters as a little kid. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, well, this will never work. Right. I've seen several times where similar movies have yeah. failed yeah. flat on their face. And then the it Avengers... Was the promise fulfilled. Yes. And yeah. the Avengers one, even having the... Second layer of of <laughs> of emotion of the entire theme of the movie is this will never work, will right? It? And then you see it working, kind of doubles down and like hits me in a way that like yeah, yeah like yeah. like latching it onto my childhood, and and then my <laughs> and then my being cynical about like this will this is gonna be bad in a way, yeah. And then not not being a bad is it's it's a emotional moment I don't think I can ever replicate, right? So I kind of always put it as my number one Marvel movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the Guardians, mm-hmm. where I was just like. No, not only am I feeling a feeling for the first time mm-hmm. from this movie, it's also just a good movie. There's it's separate and apart from what I like, yeah. from what what it's doing to me. This is just a great movie. Yeah, like I always say, like you can play this for your grandmother. Yeah, and she'll get it. 
and I don't and I and and I don't think that will work for Avengers. No, yeah, yeah. Because like uh, the uh, when we finished watching it this week, my wife said, um, "Just what a what a classic, good movie." Yeah, you know, from start to finish, just as one film. And then when they're flying off into the sunset, and she calls him Star Lord, it's just like Chef's kiss, yeah, no notes. Perfect. Now the second one, and I was just saying, um, when my cape results were coming out, mm-hmm. I was just a ball of anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. And safe space for me has always been the cinema. So I said to my brother, hey, you want us to go see Guardians again? Mm-hmm. Let's go see Guardians again. So we went to see Guardians. And like in the first 10 minutes, my mother texted me my results. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did okay. But like Guardians was like a good, it was a movie I could go to just to be like, hey, I need to feel a sense of calm yes, and belonging yes. here. Um, so when three years passed and then they came out with the second one, mm-hmm. Uh, and I had just rewatched the first one so many times. Uh, I oh, didn't think. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. One That's second. fine. I have to say, um, when they entered, uh, just speaking to your, when you describe your cinema experience. Yes. When they entered um, the collector's uh, museum office, yes, yes, yes. whatever, mm-hmm. um, in a in an extremely packed theater, I alone, mm-hmm. when they walked past um, the doggy. Yes, I yes, shouted yes. out, oh my God, Cosmo! <laughs> Just dead silence. Yeah. I shouted out. I remember. And all my <laughs> friends, Stephen and Natasha, collectively jumped on me and like put their hand over my mouth. And it's just a moment I'll never, ever forget. <laughs> That's an appropriate reaction, I think. Yeah. I endorse that reaction. Right. Um, yeah, but I was just saying, going into the second one, um, I was not prepared for the emotional onslaught that it was. Um, so it starts off as it should. Um, well, I mean, it has... The young Kurt Russell. As any movie should, young Kurt Russell. <laughs> driving down the sun, the, yeah. the boulevard. Listening to Brandy. Wind in his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to Brandy or a fine girl with um, Peter Quill's mom. They go off into the the woods, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't he, know. He, he's, showing her, he's showing her his uh, sperm egg. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so amazed at that moment because she's like, I don't understand what you're saying, but it sounds pretty. Yeah. I'm like, girl, she's, girl, there's a thing she, in the ground what, that you've never seen before. She is what we in the business Can we be called, real? Called um, dickomatized, <laughs> where she's been fucking this handsome spaceman <laughs> for a while. No. So whatever he said, she's just like, okay, baby, that's nice. <laughs> like, that's the vibe she's throwing off. She's in the car singing it off, Brandy off key, and he's just like, oh, this, "No, this, I wanted this delightful her. Dumb woman. I, love I her. wanted her to be so." And when he recounts her to Peter, yes. he his thing that he remembers about her is that she knew all the words to the songs. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. He is like, she was a dumb bitch, <laughs> but she, she but, sung every song, and you know, it, it's it's the it's kind of the point. Is it just seems like a he's in love with her, but b he's. They they say like Earth just has the best music in the galaxy. Yeah, and the fact that she knew all the songs on the radio. I don't think it's like that really he fun. was in love with her. He found her like quaint yeah. and cute. It's like a little pet. Okay, but if he's if his if Ego's whole thing is he has gone around the galaxy for thousands upon years, just fucking every random gal in say trying to recreate a, a perfect celestial baby. Right, and he says like specifically like I went back to Earth three times. I think that in his words, I don't think he'd lie to Quill. So that I moment. think it's. His, I think it's, generally it's, he just loved her. I think I get what you're saying. In the way that you love a pet. Right. I think so. What you're saying is ego is not actually capable of love. His ego. Right. But I think <laughs> in his mind, he thinks his, of it. Okay, his perception as, of right, love. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, sure. so this is the closest thing that he can. Th- and he. No, he's just, but love can never interrupt my job. Right. Exactly. Like the, the whole brandy thing that they refer to several times in yeah. the movie. Um, 
yeah, so so he's you know digmatizing this this poor woman mm-hmm. and and um, you know space body. Yeah, um, and but then going straight into the guardians on one of their jobs defending this. Yeah, uh, they're protecting some batteries from, from, from a, a big huge monster. Vomit, um, vomit rainbow monster. And it's a great it's a great way to just like I like so the the second film in a superhero franchise tends to be when you get the characters Testimental, being the yeah. characters, yeah. right? It's like uh, you know the table uh, is already set. So right. So let's go straight into let's see this this let's see Spider Man swinging through the city just right. doing a Spider Man thing. Let's see um, the Avengers fighting off some Hydra people in, right. in the snow. Let's see Iron know. Man vomiting into a toilet before <laughs> he jumps into. <laughs> that's that, that I believe that's a deleted scene. Um, but it's yeah. it's Iron Man just just flying into a fucking expo and be, making yeah. it all about his comic yeah. Um or uh, Thor fighting people in sure. the second. Yeah, so it's just like superheroes doing superhero shit. Um, and we talked about it before, but it's it, to go from that. Oh, also, um, Drax feeling as though this beast that we cannot pierce the hide of from the outside, I will now be ingested by Inside. Him. Surely inside. This Surely the inside is weaker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that. Drax's Drax, my favorite dummy. Yeah. Um, him and Mantis' relationship in this film is so delightful. Oh, um, man. There's this thread going around on Twitter. I'm so angry I didn't add to it. But just I love when... A show just has a man and a woman who are both platonic, dummy, platonic dummy friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Drax and Mantis are like my. What were the other examples on that thread? Um, all this on in Philadelphia. Um, oh yeah. What's her, what's her name? Team Rocket. Team, Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, I don't know if you watch or read Chainsaw Man. No, I've been meaning to though. Is it good? I mean, I've heard it's good. I I not read it. I've only okay. watched um. The anime. This is this is the movie man, then, not the book man. Then exactly. We just watch things. Reading. Readings for nerds. What's that? Yeah, who, who do that right now, Tasha? Reading. Yeah. I don't know how to. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So they they just have this life, and uh, you know it, it it is in how dumb and open they both are because Mantis says upon meeting her, just like, oh, I was raised by ego. I have zero social skills. Yes. Just to like. Put the autism firmly on the on the plate. Yeah, for everybody. Um, the character she, she, of Drax actually, I, I saw this where he plays him as autistic. Yeah, yeah. well, all the autistic community kind of yeah. grappled on to Drax because yeah. that whole thing of not understanding metaphors. metaphors yeah, yeah. That's that's a big thing that happens with people on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So like they can do a quick Drax corner. He's sure. he's, he's maybe my favorite MCU character. Yeah, no, let's, take, I take. love Drax um, because. A, there is the there is the the autism representation yeah. part of it, which is great. But then he's also just so such an open person when he gets to like you. Yeah. And even if he's like insults you, it's not even in like being a terrible way. He's just plainly speaking. Yeah. And he's he, he's he's just like no, embrace me. Even I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just telling you the truth all the time about what I feel. And so. There is a moment where him and Mantis are staring out into the, the beautiful empty Garden of Eden. Yeah. And he basically says, like, he calls her hideous. And she's like, oh, I didn't even realize I was hideous. And he says, like, no, it's that's great that you're hideous. Because if people still like you, that means you're beautiful yeah. on the inside. He, he has a set. He has a little, those, those pearls of wisdom that he will drop every yeah. now and then. It's just like. Like, what, like when, when when Peter calls him like, oh, you're acting like an old woman. He says because I'm so wise. <laughs> like, like everything he says is just a complete gem to me. And I also, I think why I latched on to Drax so early on 
um, this in phase two at this point was I realized Drax is like the openly horniest character. Yeah. In the Marvel, like he, in the beginning of part two, he says, he describes like when he met his wife and like this beautiful music was playing and she was like standing still like a statue. Just yeah. like it made me engorged. <laughs> and then there was also the time when it was like, Quill is like, like freaked out by the fact that he's talking about how his dad you, like he's talking he, about me. He, he's just like my father used to lovingly describe how to, he made love to, to my me. Mother. That doesn't make him horny. Like no, but, he doesn't make him a okay, horny the most character. Open sexual. Open, yes. Yeah, so be, well, because that's a um, trait of his character. This yeah. openness because he doesn't really have. Um, he has no he's not filter. Deceit no filter. or guiles yeah, yeah. or anything like that. But I don't read it necessarily as like him always speaking the truth because I think like. Saying anything that comes to your mind isn't necessarily truthiness. Mm. It's just saying whatever comes to your fucking yeah. mind. I like I like <laughs> the moment where where um they they escape. They're they're flying away to their next mission, and then they're being chased by the people that just hired them to protect their their mm-hmm. batteries. Mm-hmm. And um, it's either Star Lord or Gamora, and and they're like, why are they chasing us? And Drax is like, probably because Rocket stole those batteries. Yeah. And then Rocket's like, dude, he's like. I don't know why they're chasing us. What a mystery this is. Yeah. It's just like he secrets are not a thing that you should tell two tracks. No, no, no. That is oh, Rocket's no, no. bad right yeah. there. <laughs> also also like um he he doesn't really, he doesn't laugh in volume one, but he laughs at the drop of a hat for almost any slight thing. Very yeah. loudly laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, I read that as like in the two months he's with these people, he's like fully learned to embrace all emotions. Right. So Everything like he, it's like he's getting to laugh for the first time in his life, really. Yes, yeah, so yeah. he laughs boisterously, or quite possibly. I don't, just I don't think like the yeah, yeah. yeah. His, so I don't think like first family. time in his life, just like a um, revisiting I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe since his wife and child. Yeah, uh, since, yeah, yeah, yeah. since he suffered the trauma of his life, he's yeah, now able yeah. to laugh because he has a family again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, so you're talking about the moment where he he calls her hideous, and they're looking at this pond, and he says it's beautiful. And then he starts talking about how it reminds him of um, like an area his daughter would mm-hmm, play, mm-hmm. and he is looking very stoic and, and very Drax-like. Right. And then Mantis holds him. Mantis just touches him, and, she and then she starts crying. bawling. Yeah. And that moment, he's, he's, he's holding. Yeah. yeah, that moment to me was just like this is the most understated character mm-hmm. in the entire Marvel I, I, universe. I, I love him. Like yeah. I, I think about so much. It was down to Dave Bautista. And Jason Momoa. Oh my God. As Drax. And thank God. Yeah. There is a higher power intervened and but gave you know him a beautiful character actor of our generation. At the, Dave face, at the face of it in 2014, Jason Momoa would have been the better choice because you're more thinking famous, yeah. more famous and um, plays that gruff. Yes. You know, but with a li- little bit more um, yes. involvement in, in the actual acting performance. Right. Dave Batista is here. The thing, Jason Momoa, God bless him, yeah. incapable of being subtle. Right. Yeah. yeah. But Dave Batista is he is a wrestler, so he's he's you know very kind of stoic, and the, the delivery of the lines nice there, yeah, yeah. is very flat. Mm-hmm. That works for Drax, Drax though, yeah. and I feel like they've, man. Honestly, I think it. I I generally think it came down to Jason Momoa didn't want to shave his head. Yeah, maybe. I think it, I think it really came down to that. I was so so I love Drax in the MCU, but it was a hard pill to swallow for me because his characterization is much different than in the comics. <laughs> Everybody is very different, yeah. well, except for Rocket. Rocket's, Rocket's pretty consistent. Yeah. Gamora is pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, 
Peter Quill is Mantis is way different. Mantis is way different. Yeah, Peter Quill is is um he's he's not as emotionally stunted in the. He's in still the an books. asshole, but he's not. Like yeah, that, yeah, he's just like a you know a Han Solo esque type, type yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Drax in the comics, he's basically like uh, he's from Earth. First of all, he's from Earth, and he gets transformed, and he has yeah. this whole thing where he wants to kill Thanos, and he's like he's his DNA is embedded where he has to kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also, but he's kind of like a strategist and he's, um, you know, very violent, but he, he can keep a secret. He's not, he, he understands metaphors perfectly. He's basically. No, these are hard choices yes. made by James Gunn. And right. All the best, he's all basically the best. like a space Wolverine, um, the, the, the Drax character. But I love, because, I mean, an adaptation I feel should take something and then put a twist on it and maybe yeah, like just so you're not regurgitating build on it yeah exactly you want to have regular Drax go read regular Drax but mm-hmm. the thing is uh, you can't read regular Drax anymore because this is now new Drax and right. the, the comics are now this character um, but um, so in the second I, movie yeah. what I didn't like about it initially was I really wanted to see How the Guardians you? hanging out as Guardians How dare you? The second you do, movie, you get that's what the then. first part is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get the first part. It's like, okay, here's the movie you thought you wanted. Now I'm gonna split these people up. I'm like, ah, for character development. Yeah, um, but they they do well with that, and um, they, every character gets something to do in it. So Gamora, um, she and Nebula get to explore their dynamic as mm-hmm. sisters. Um, uh, Drax and Mantis. Drax and Mantis. Um, uh, uh, Yandu in the movie, of course, mm-hmm. gets a hell of a lot more Damien, to do. Damien. <laughs> Pyacon? Um Oh, should we say the Pyacon for the first movie? Yeah. Um, Is it group? I think it's group. I think it's group. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's it's the it's the novel character mm-hmm. says the least, and it it's the most it's emotional. The most emotional yeah. yeah. Um. So in Guardians two, I think it would have to be Yondu. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um. Very very close second is Baby Groot, but I can't give it to Groot twice. I think um, you can. And <laughs> honestly, I could I could give it to Baby Groot. Baby Groot is pretty damn yeah. great. And also. Uh, a death Gr- that has consequence actor. because the first Groot actually died and this is a completely new, new Groot mm-hmm. with new um, new story and new you know mm-hmm. personality um, I like how they, they they have all just accepted that we are going to be listening to music all the time mm-hmm. and Rocket is putting together the speakers as they're trying to fight the giant monster no no Baby Groot is no 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 oh, yeah, yeah, Rocket, Rocket yeah, first he plugs and, an answer he plugs and, another, and they're yeah. all like maybe not Volume this court, time right. um, but then Baby Groot does it and he does the whole Mr. Blue Sky thing yeah I want to talk how breathtakingly expensive that one shot of them fighting the thing while Baby Groot dancing must have been oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah I think about it all the time but you know how it's James, much work it's that James shot. Gunn doing the dance Oh yeah, yeah. So they he, did, does, he, he, does he shot it um, with him doing the baby group dance, and then they they used animated that around <laughs> animated around him, and then they, it's it's like a it's a short basically yeah. with with him um, getting into a fight with this space rat thing, mm-hmm. um, trying to eat a bug and rocket hitting it mm-hmm. out of his mouth, and and Gamora trying like they basically have to parent. Yeah, this they're thing. all his they're all his parents. <laughs> yeah, and I I love the moment where Gamora is like shooting, and she's like. Get out of the way! You're gonna get hurt. And he's like, "Hi!" And she's like, "Hi!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and it's also it's the, the tepid relationship where every time Drax stares at him, he freezes up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also the moment where where they have to split up, and 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 Drax is carrying all of his stuff because he yeah. doesn't want Groot to oh, miss it. Oh, I love that yeah, so yeah. much. Because <laughs> like, Groot would, he would yeah, just go and. I don't know if you've watched the um, if you like that. That moment, um, there's a series of shorts on Disney Plus oh, where it's just shows? like just Groot. baby Groot doing mm-hmm. baby Groot things. Yeah. It, oh, like I know. Yeah, they're all five minutes, and they're they're all fun. Uh, yeah. I I don't like it. Um, 
okay, don't like it is too strong. It's like I, I have the movies yeah. and that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that we don't need to break out and, you know, do yeah. continuation of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Just, just okay, we found yeah. them cute. They, Chill. But they, the, the reason I like them was that they're just cute and harmless. They felt like the thing that you'd put before, like when they would do a Looney Tunes cartoon It's before, a Pixar short before. It, yeah, yeah. It feels like they listened to... Twitter people in you know mm-hmm. like Twitter people they'll see something and it's it's a lovely moment and they're like, they're like this let's should expand be. the lore yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like sometimes just live in the moment yeah I mean so they didn't make it's a whole to fair it, it is like just um, Muppet Babies we're like this yeah. makes no sense it's I just, had no interest just, in it this is not it's just harmless it's harmless and it just they're, they're two minutes well, a piece well the there's a thing too that I don't I'm not really for MCU yeah, thing, fine, so. movies anymore so yeah. it, it came out at a point where I was like I only went to see this because I dragged you, you dragged me yeah, to yeah, it yeah, um, yeah when the movie was over we, we all leaned over I held up Tasha's hand and we're like and now we'll never have to watch any more <laughs> MCU movies um, yeah so uh, yeah but I would give Yondu the, the Payakan in this movie because he just Mary Poppins y'all floors me in this um, so let's his, his just line delivery of like I never did anything right. You got to give me this. I just, it just, it hurt my chest. I'm feeling so, lumps in my throat. It hurt and my we chest. We haven't even gotten to the, the harsh parts of this. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the plot basically is Peter Quill gets a chance to connect with his biological father sure. who happens to be a living planet. Yes. And just the balls to do Ego the Living Planet. planet yeah. Like they. So James Gunn was on Twitter like after the first one came out where everybody was like, so who's his dad? Who's, who's Peter Quill's dad? Right. just like, Y'all are free to guess. Yeah. And everyone guessed a million answers and no one came up with Ego. Yeah. So like in the comics, it's it's Jason of Spartax. Right. And that's Real, just, just like, a boring dude. That's a really boring character. Yeah. But Ego is a known villain in the Marvel comics and he's he's a big dick. He's one of the biggest dicks in the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, he could make it himself. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so pretty, pretty good size <laughs> one, I heard. Um, so so yeah. When when it's revealed that also Drax Drax is open about sexuality. First thing he says, "So I'm going for that dick, though." Yeah, <laughs> that was Drax's first question to Ego. Um, and, and so so Ego's like being Peter Quill's dad. I like how they do a, a switch where initially Peter Quill is the one that distrusts him, and Gamora's mm-hmm. like, "Nah, give him a chance." Yeah, give him a chance. And then later and she's on, like, if anything, we'll kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And later on, Gamora's like, all right, I was wrong. This, yeah, this space is, can be this is very sus, actually. bad juju. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, but he's my dad. Um, we, we played catch outside. You know, all right, so that scene, <laughs> that scene is very cringe. <laughs> but well, it's I, like, it's, it's, it's played for cringe. It's played for cringe. It's like this big operatic music. It's like, I'm playing catch, catch with my dad for the yeah. first time with a space ball. It's the just camera <laughs> swoops back. Wide shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, this is very cheesy and I don't trust it. And you shouldn't. Um, like the first time I watched this movie, the whole time I was just like, I know Ego is a bad guy. Yeah. But Kurt Russell is so charming. <laughs> he couldn't yeah. possibly be a bad guy. Um, and we, we talked about all the other characters in it. Um, and so Kraglin also gets a lot to do mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, so the point where. He, he didn't want to do a mutiny, though. No, he did not want to do a mutiny, but he felt like he had to say something. Yeah. Um, and when Yondu. As, 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 as the, the middle child of Yondu. He's just like, you don't give me any fucking attention anymore. <laughs> like, why is it always people? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so when he betrays Yandu essentially, and then uh, Taserface takes over and fucking kills a bunch <laughs> of guys. A whole bunch of Myrtle. It's just it, like very gruesome stuff, too, because you see them like 
kicking and screaming as they're being kicked out into space and they just freeze life. They use that a lot in the movies because when, uh, in the first one, when Peter Quill and Gamora, Gamora yeah, yeah, they did that and then cut to, you know, the the Ravagers doing that. And then, of course, in in the third movie, they're just like, hey, think we're going to kill him this time? Uh, Peter Quill gets frozen in every movie because in the second one, right before Yandu does the thing, he gets a little bit of freezing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so but like the the when when the mutiny happens and then um it's it's left to Groot to take care mm-hmm. of things and he keeps bringing back sweet little baby. It's just like Groot in the movie. That's, is, that's what the cartoons are. That little five minute scene where Baby Groot brings up a yeah, thing. and I watched it in the movie that's and that's enough. Yeah, well, um, well, okay, I like the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, like th- there's um there's a one of the shorts is where um Groot gets like a mud bath and he gets to grow a beard mm-hmm. and he's he's liking how he looks with the beard. <laughs> I just don't know how you could hate that. Anyway. Cute baby. I don't I don't hate it. She hates I'm, the idea of it. I'm, yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so. Yeah, so so th- this this is this is like perfect like setting up for the the thing of baby Groot does not understand instructions because yes. he's a baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> so which which comes to play in, later on in the movie when right. they're trying to blow up ego. Right. Yeah, yeah, like um, it, it like it is an incredible callback. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's it is a great moment of tension because I I fully thought okay, we're going to see another Groot die who's just going to be caught in the furnace of this it, explosion. I no, that, no, that's not the vibe of the scene. I didn't like that scene when he was um, in the tunnel uh-huh. and then it started crushing him. There yeah. was a tear. No, there was it was a there, tear. There's also this, there's also this scene where the Ravagers have him in the birdcage and they're, and, they're, yeah, and, they're, yeah. and they're pouring juice on him. Yes, yes, I was yes. just like, no, I got really I've, upset. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was truly upsetting because they, they make you very much endeared to Baby Groot and he's very much it's a comic, a rel- <laughs> comic and, relief as well. even they say like, um, it's like, should we kill him? And he's like, no, he's too no, adorable. He's too adorable. Yeah, he's yes. too yes. But then, then that doesn't, still, but that doesn't still protect him. Like, we're not going to kill him, but we're going to like fuck but with him. But it still doesn't protect him yeah. from harm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like in Gremlins when the other Gremlins are bothering yeah, um, Gizmo. And you're just like, Gizmo. stop hitting my baby Gizmo. Stop it. Yeah. No, like that, that one shot is very crushing where, He's literally being crushed, and you mm-hmm. hear him like he's like he's trying Everybody to be strong. Everybody's being crushed, but then he like cries he out. Was... He cries. He cries. Yeah, he yeah. cries yes. out, and it's 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 heartbreaking. It's like everyone is being crushed, but he shouldn't be. Yeah, mm-hmm. not my sweet baby. Like crushed. not my sweet baby. Um. So so like when when they when they do realize that ego is evil because you know Peter Quill gets right. told that he uh Guys put a cancer in his mom. I I I wonder about that moment. Like mm-hmm. if he had just continued, like this is my fine, this is oh, my yeah, fine. Yeah, if yeah. he had not said like. Oh, and it hurt me to put the cancer in her yeah, head. Yeah. It just That's, like that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Guns blazing immediately. Which is why I, I okay, we had we had agreed. It's like his perception of love, but it comes back to like you know, it's not love because yeah, you don't even you even <laughs> his brain is broken. You don't even take a moment to consider Quill himself and his relationship with his mother it's to funny, disclose like his, to him like his reaction to Peter's reaction is like, all right, so that okay, admittedly. Sounds a little bad. No, I, when, when he put that thing in his head and his eyes rolled over, mm-hmm. he's just like, "Well, I got everything's in the bag now." He's, right, he's right. Hypnotized. I don't know, he's like, just yeah. like, "Okay, look." And, and in he, the grand scheme yeah. of things, a little uh, cancer. Exactly. Is, and know? he was saying up until that point, like this, all you know, everything. He's like the girl, all temporary. Right, right. So he, I think he felt like Peter would also he's be of the in. same. Yeah. I feel like the Believe. whole movie, he's just working up like, okay, how do I bring up the cancer? And then he's just like, all right, you know I, what? You're on, I don't, you're on my side I don't side think now. it's like how to work up to bring up the cancer. It's, 
in his mind, I think, a way to placate Peter in that moment to be like, of course she mattered. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. hurting her yeah. hurt it's me. Like, I didn't want to kill yeah, her. Yeah, I didn't want you know? to kill it, her. It, it sucked to do it, but gotta be done, man. Because he's like a nut job. Like, yeah. that's his approximation of like emotional yeah. connection yes. to Peter. Like, yeah. it really hurt me and to I, I, kill her. Like, boy, when I had to put that tumor in her, boy, yeah. oh boy. Um, so, but there's there's a bit of emotional. Cut. You're right. He does treat it like a like a like a dog you have to put down. A yeah. pet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of emotional catharsis. Um, she just made a, a little like, see, I told you so, face, but you weren't looking at her. Oh, Damon, that's not the first or the last <laughs> time I'll ever see that on Natasha's sure. face. Um, there's a bit of emotional catharsis as well with um, Nebula and Gamora, where they have a, a big. It it is. It is the equivalent of when siblings have a, a little bit of a, a tiff, yeah. but they're literally trying to kill each other. Yeah, um, I loved that yeah. because it was so very sibling like. Because right. um, they have this very dangerous. Yeah, they had this very like violent fight. Gam- Gamora picked up a very big gun, <laughs> big old gun, yeah. ready to kill, and then they squabbled. They're like, right. "You came here to do this." But before you were too busy trying to be war, and I was one sister. No, that part, you know. Very emotional and home, a revelation, yeah. but like the squabbling is like I won. No, I won. No, you I only won. get yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. that squabbling. Uh, I won they first. Got, uh, you yeah. only won because I won. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Before they got to the actual emotional yeah. revelation. Um and and uh, but you you brought up how Gamora used a big gun on her. Yeah, well Nebula did crash a crash ship, a ship into, into her. her. <laughs> so <laughs> could be like I mean, even sure. scales. Sure. Let's um, not take sides here. Nothing. Yeah, but <laughs> I I liked it as a. Because I personally was wondering about Gamora's strength. I was I was wondering about Gamora's strength, like the extent of it. So I really liked that as a demo. Yeah, Yeah, but I liked that as a demonstration Mm -hmm. of you know how strong she is. Um, There's also the earlier on on our favorite planet, Bear Hurt, where um, she's holding on to the thing and her arm Mm -hmm. is being dragged. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, They also like uh, in the big climax when Gamora is like falling down. And Nebula jumps right after her. She saves her, throws her on top of the pedestal, and Gamora has this moment like, "Oh, you really do care." And Nebula is just like, "Get over it. Just fucking yeah. move on." All right, We're let's just. Here. I I love Nebula's just. Um, Nebula's a great character. Her I, yeah. This taste so for for yeah, emotional is. moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, up until the second one, like versus how she is in the third one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just like up until the second one, just her absolute distaste so, for so, emotional. So I, I I I got a lovely moment where so me and my sister Dion used to fight a lot yeah. as kids, and so in that moment, in in the end of volume two, when um you know Gomorrah's hugging her and just like you'll always be my sister, mm-hmm. I. When the movie was when it was done, yeah. I got up and I actually hugged Dion too. And I just told her the same thing because I was like, oh, that's like, nice. like we we never kill each other, but I too have <laughs> we too have terrorized each other in the yeah. past. So I was just like, let's just let's just carry yeah. this emotional. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also film. like there's a moment um, where Peter Quill talks about having the found family and everything, mm-hmm. and he's you know there's a it's between him and Gamora, and Gamora looks off to the side and she's yeah. looking at Nebula. And that's what I like about this entire franchise. Like, no character gets left behind, no. and no character is there to support another character's arc. Like, they're they're, in, their own thing they're involved in each other's stories, mm-hmm. but they all have their own arcs that are that they're about. Um, but that moment that Peter was talking uh, talking at is is at um, Yondu's funeral because mm-hmm. um, he 
does the big sacrifice at the end of the mm-hmm. movie. And it fucking crushed me when Rocket was like, I have, uh, I have a jetpack and, uh, uh, and I have an air supply thing. And, you know, that's what I got. And that's when I knew. It's also the line is like, I can't watch another one of my friends die. Yeah. Like Rocket so many times has to like just look upon. He, 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 there's a moment where the camera does just dead sentence on his face and you yeah. see like his eyes as he has to process. So it's like, I'm going to have to lose another Gamora person. Gamora asks him like, where's, where's Peter? He just can't respond. Yeah. He just fucking shoots her. Yeah. Uh, and Drax is screaming at him like, where is Quill? Where is Quill? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. he just can't say anything. Mm. Um, uh, so when Yondu does the sacrifice and uh, he, he's like, um, he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. First moment, I felt like crying. Right then, it does a big music crescendo. They're all looking over the Yondu's body and Cat uh, Stevens plays. Cat's <laughs> not not quite there yet. Um, Peter Quill is doing the big funeral speech. Second time, I felt like crying. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Quill and Yon and, and Kraglin have a moment where um, he gives him the arrow, and mm-hmm. Kraglin gives him the zoom, and uh, Kraglin just he, he's he's There's over three hundred songs on this. Yeah, <laughs> well, just Kraglin in that moment is is feeling the 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 death as well. Third time. Then, after that, um, he feels like the movie is going to be ending and that's it. Good movie. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, oh, we didn't mention fucking Sylvester Stallone showing yeah, sure. up in this movie. Sure. Um, and Bing Rames. Bing Rames as well. Yeo. Michelle Yeoh. Um, Miley Cyrus <laughs> sure. is, is the voice of the robot head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at the introduction of, of the Sylvester Stallone character is where Yondu and the other Ravages are at a whorehouse. They are on, as Mian Shamar mm-hmm. referred to it, the cocaine robot horror planet. Yeah. <laughs> because snow has fallen, yeah. but in our eyes, we're, we're clear that it's cocaine rain. But it's, it's, it's also funny that this is, a, you know, a, a movie in a slightly tepid um, sexually franchise yeah, that is also produced by Robot Disney. horror planet. Robot you, horror you planet. See, you see Yandu literally putting on back his drawers. Yeah, um, <laughs> as, uh, a, as a as a as a sex robot shuts down. shuts down for the day. Uh, um, Peter Quill talks about the Jackson Pollock painting mm-hmm. joke in the first movie because his whole ship is covered in semen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like all these inappropriate things that they just shoehorn into these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when Stallone and all the other Ravagers come back for Yandu's funeral and the Cat Stevens is playing, mm-hmm. um, there's a few moments that get me every time. So there's a moment where Kraglin looks out and he sees the ships and he starts pounding his chest and shouting and he's mm-hmm. fucking, I can't get past that yeah. moment without feeling it in my gut. And then um, when Rocket is, is talking about how they came because yeah, yeah. he was mean all the he time. Didn't, and didn't if he stole batteries. And yeah. Peter Quill just looks at him before he says, well, of course not. And It's for me, so like, I'm like, you know, crying, shaking, throwing up the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is the moment where... Baby Groot asks for Just the about to mention that, yeah. asks for the earphones. The earphone. Mm-hmm. And, and they're listening listens. together. And then afterwards he gets tired and he wants to sleep on Drax. Yeah. Even and though him and Drax he Drax is They've had a whole thing, thing from the post credits of the first and he sits movie, on his shoulder. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> yeah. like <laughs> And then Gamora says like, even if I don't want kids, I'm yeah. just like, I would like to replicate that exact yeah. emotional <laughs> moment. <laughs> and, and and Gamora looks at Peter Quinn and is like, There there is an unspoken, unspoken thing. thing and then it's just like yeah. What an ending, man. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a better ending in the entire no, Marvel I th- series. No, I think this is... I, like, pl- I'll plainly say it, this is the magnum opus yeah. of, of superheroes. Yeah. Superhero trilogies. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I think it is interesting that within um, the context of those characters, 
the a big sacrifice is pretty much the only thing that they can manage in terms of like emotional connection because I mean bonds aren't really made in like those big emotional or, or big Quart- you know moments. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, surprise moments it's like the little consistent things mm-hmm. that is what um builds you up and this is the and, and keep you going That's so for like the fast and furious characters they don't fucking argue <laughs> Dominic Toretto <laughs> says something and they're just That's like, it. all right, Dom, we're with you. Sure thing, boss. Yeah. But I mean, I mean for like um, Yondu as a stand-in father for Peter, Peter yeah. I, I feel like in the end, he is still left without a real father figure mm-hmm. because yeah. Yondu in his every moment, every little moment, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. made things just miserable did and you, or but ultimately he did make him the man he is yeah yeah i still and broken i still broke that's what but i said within the, yeah. that's what i'm saying within the context of the characters mm-hmm. yeah. like that made sense because they're just broken people yeah. doing broken people things so the only thing that um yandu can manage is a big finale sort mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. um moment yeah. and not like little moments but that it's, it's also heartbreaking for the character of yandu because as he talks about in that scene with rocket and he's like, I was sold so, into slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt My like I wasn't wanted. Me, yeah. So I rejected everybody before they could reject me. And he's just like, just Rocket, like you me, and boy. me are the same. Uh, so, so, when, so watching that in connection with the scene where Stallone's character, um, he, the, oh, the Ravagers yeah, he, were like Yondu's found family. Right. And he was rejected by them. And how Because he was doing was fuck shit the way yeah. Rocket Rock was doing fuck shit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then um, you know, Yondu, when they come back and they're like, in your final moments, you proved yourself to be someone that was worthy of this love. You mm-hmm. weren't just a selfish asshole. You yeah. did look out for someone beyond yourself. Um, and and <laughs> the, the lights of Ahura will never shine upon at your funeral. He fucking delivers that so well. I want to talk about... So this... I, I remember very specifically reading that interview for Creed. Yeah. Um, Stallone says, just very offhandedly, yeah, I uh, shot something for Marvel the other day. And and like just like a hot scoop, like, holy shit, Stallone is in on Marvel? Because it's very yeah. quiet, secretive. Day. He says, yeah, I shot something for Marvel. Oh, just uh, two days on set. It was set in the future or something. I don't know what was going on. So <laughs> he had zero context of what was happening. And my boy just came in and delivered it two lines. So, but uh, they gave him like the most like spacey fucking yeah. words to say. And he's just yeah. like, if you think this doesn't fucking kill me. Right. This doesn't hurt me to do this to you. Like, how? How? Good God, actor, I'm God afraid. God damn it, man. You should have won the Oscars. <laughs> I'll never get over it. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah There's a, a great, fantastic ending to, to the second movie. Um, so, yeah. The third movie. Um, Let's get into that. Animal cruelty, guys. Boy. Let's do it. I, I was... So, when, when, when Rocket was taken out of commission pretty early... By the way, love the way it begins mm-hmm. with him just listening to Creep. Yeah, and then walking what around. What like the fact that like so the first one begins with um I'm not alone. Second one begins with um Hey Mister Mister Blue, and then to just all of them are like bombastic yeah intros. So to just right quietly yes, yes, walk yes. through a town while creep plays yeah it's just like this is really setting we, we a, is a different setting story a here, tone yeah. right there yeah yeah um so like the <laughs> uh Peter Quill's a drunk. He's getting drunk all the time. Yeah. Drunk um, with that grief. He, a, like, him gal died, him, he, but, but then reappeared, but then does not know anything. And, for and then B, yeah. uh, you know, he sort of fucked up the universe by having a temper tantrum yeah. and hitting Thanos. 
So yeah, he would become a drunk if if all that. And it's all like for a character who has lost so many people mm-hmm. and then had to come to terms with losing people and then having one of the people that he lost come back to life. Yes, and now have to deal with that. Yeah, that's gonna fuck yeah, it. I, that's I, gonna I, fuck yeah, him up. I, I get it. Um uh, and so like all the guardians just like But they, they kinda again. all seem bummed. Yeah, yeah. It, right? Because yeah. Nebula who has now kind of become de facto leader yeah. almost she's like I fucking hate the fact that I have to like be the ringleader here yeah um, uh, but I'll just again I love how every character has something to do everybody's got something going on it's, yeah. and like Mantis um, going through her whole like I was somebody's pet and mm-hmm. then like now I'm just with you guys and I don't know me man yeah maybe I don't even like being here in the first place yeah, yeah. it was like I don't I, I need to figure out who I am mm-hmm. um and, I mean, it's Rocket's story. You know, the, the third movie, I think... The, the, is, all the movies are quietly kind of Rocket's story. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, but, like, the third one is very much, like... We're, we're not even going to put any illusions about it. This is the whole... The, the backstory that gets explored is yeah, Rocket's. Rocket's life, yeah. um, so, it, it is... He the, takes... The villain is linked directly to Rocket. Very, yeah. But boy, talk about James Gunn and villains... I thought he so was let's get this right out of Biocon, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Jesus Christ, what a fine! Killing it, what a fucking fine! This guy is a theater actor, yeah. And oh, what, he, what he does with his eyes, yeah, bothered me so much. I like after his first scene, I was turned to Natasha. I was like, I don't like what's yeah. happening. Like, I'm so I he feel was so scared. Off putting. He was despicable. You wanted him to die. At the same time, boy, I wanted another scene. Like, I wanted to see him. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, mo- and it's, this is just like, I, I'm going to put this in like top 10 villain lines um, where uh, uh, somebody mentions God to him. And he's just like, God doesn't exist. exist. That's why I, I stepped, stepped in. in. Fucking guns in the that, air, bro. That is a fucking stage actor. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is great. Line, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I'm fully planning on taking my brother to see it because he hasn't seen it yet. Um, thank, I mean, that fucking Thursday preview um, reading. <laughs> yeah, we are, yeah, both of us. Yeah. I love great, that. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he was great. I also like the fact that um, there's a moment where Peter Quill like defines him as, uh, uh, you know, somewhat an impotent um, egomaniac. Robocop looking yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> whose um, mom didn't love him. And um, he's, that's, that's, that's kind of like what you'd expect a villain to be, but mm-hmm. he's a bit more than that, where he is, he's just extremely um, egocentric and insecure. Yeah. So anytime that someone displays any level of intelligence. Yeah. Okay. So, like, <laughs> do you think he has a drinking problem? Because, uh, so, okay. Because when, when, when Rocket points out the thing in the tank that he could not figure out, right, right. at first he's like, wow, look at you. And then he comes back later. And he's stumbling into he's the room. He's stumbling. And he, it's like, Slurring he's, 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 he's like, whoa, like, well, I need a drink. Like, he's thinking over like, whoa, how did this thing? Yeah. And then he gets angrier and angrier that this thing thought of something he couldn't. Yeah. And even though Rocket has now displayed the thing that he has been fucking mutilating all these animals to discover. Yeah. He's now upset. Yeah. That this, this waste product mm-hmm. has now figured it out. And instead of like, I don't know, teaming up with Rocket and, and trying to find out more about him. Yep. He just gets angry. Yeah. And he seems to come in drunk and stumbling. Yeah. I, and I, I just so that's such a fascinating I definitely, choice for him. I thought like that 
that is a drunk stumble if I ever yes. saw it. He comes so in like he found some like blue alien rum and and yeah. drank all of it because he he could not wrestle with the fact that he created something that had more mm. intelligence the than he did. Um, which I thought was just a gr- like a lot of the villains have a little bit of sympathy to them I- in the Marvel world. Um, not, not this one. Not, drop not this at all. Um, especially because I mean they take the cutest animals and, <laughs> and put them through absolute torture. Yeah, um, I mean beginning with a bunch of baby raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> being yeah. Um, okay, so the the <laughs> Nebula in this movie. Uh, I really like the fact that this is. The first time that you're seeing her in the community, um, mm-hmm. and you know, because in in after of Guardians two, she's going off to kill Thanos. She gets right. captured, and then she doesn't really get to. She has arguably the most violent scene in Infinity War, which is she's been held up on the thing under. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, and because and she's being tortured, because yeah, so she's Gamora, like, I'm gonna go after Thanos and fix all this. And yeah, no nope. cut to. Yeah. I don't know why she thought that was a good idea. Um, but um, yeah, so she hasn't. She she in the last few years. That's that's, that's some Russo brother writing for you. <laughs> um, she in the last few years got you know she gets to know these people and actually live with them and they consider her to be mm-hmm. family. Um, but what I loved with her character was like she still has she has that that way of someone who was abused mm-hmm. and was um, demoralized and yelled at, yeah. and she just projects that to her other team mm-hmm. members. So and it's so when you have her. Paired up with people like Drax and Mantis, mm-hmm. who are admittedly quite buffoonish, yes. um, she's gonna become very. Angry. She's gonna become very angry because um, because also like she spent her whole life having to be hyper competent, right? And being told she's not <laughs> yes, good enough, yes. and 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 being literally, um, you know, morphed into being something that her father con- considered. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. so that's her love language is like mm-hmm. be better, but like not actually yeah. helping them to grow, yeah. just berating them. Um, but I, I I loved that 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 part of her character was explored um, because that would be naturally how she would be mm-hmm. when she's faced with people that she actually is supposed to consider family now. Um, also, like that, uh, you know, the second movie, it it proves the found family theory of the first one. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, we've established that they do work together, but they are still broken people and mm-hmm. they still have a lot of issues to mm-hmm. work on. And okay, great. So you you've found out that you are capable of loving someone and that you're capable of being loved. That's what the first movie... So the first movie is you're capable of loving people. And the second movie is people are capable of loving you and you can accept yeah. that. The third movie is are you capable of being yes, by yourself yes, and yes. loving yourself? Yes. Because they're all extremely codependent. Um, you know, and so up until the conclusion of the movie where like when they're talking about that idea of like, hey, maybe I should just have a little bit of me time, there's a vehement rejection of it by a lot of them because they're just like, no, I don't know if we can... Yeah, yeah, we need you. Like the, and they're coming up with all sorts of excuses as to why they need to stick together. Um, but yeah, I just thought uh, there's lots of franchises that when you get to the third movie, it's like, is this necessary or are we just doing this for a mm-hmm. cash grab? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but How do no, you justify this 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 felt like a very justified um, third. These, film. Are, these are the only trilogies in the Marvel universe that feel necessary yeah. and a part of each other. I mean, I w- I would give Spider Man. I think the Spider Man um, Home trilogy I think feels pretty two, two organic. Is a, two and three I think are a little wonky. I think one is a perfect popcorn film, but yeah, two yeah, and yeah. three still come off as wonky. Yeah. Um, 
so the I thought <laughs> it's also the most gruesome film, and not just because of mm-hmm. the, the 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 animal torture in it, but like there's a moment where um, Peter Quill like railroads nice. a man, okay, and then drowns him, yes, and then stabs stabs him stabs him in the head to yeah. to to pry off a panel. Right. It's like. That's yeah, my only thought was was that was just like, dog, you get in the machine wet. Oh, that's the first, <laughs> <laughs> first thing I thought was like, hey, that's gonna. But it's you know, it's space. I would yeah. think things are waterproof I at guess. this point. Um, how do you feel about the Groot in this movie? Um, you know, my my my, my least favorite Groot, but I also feel like he has not that much to do yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do like the fact that he. You know, he 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 is like a little teenager who discovered who just discovered like a weight set. So yes. he's, he's, he's <laughs> tiny and buff, yeah, but yeah, his yeah. body is not exactly like, like, growing in. So I mean, he, he only does get that one cool "I have a million guns." Scene, yeah, but there's like, also the fuck that he has goddamn wings. That's yeah, pretty that's fucking true. Good. That's that that should have been a bigger moment. I was too busy in the why the fuck did Peter jump out the thing <laughs> to even process the fact that it's not a hang a hang glider. I do I do like how um. They have the the big reveal at the end where um, he says, "I love you guys," and it's it's so the the way they set that up, right? And um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Gamora throughout the film, because this is 2014 Gamora, who's now in 2020, whenever mm-hmm. 2023, I guess. Um, she can't understand Groot. Everybody mm-hmm. else can understand him. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a funny line where she's just like, "You guys are making up what he's saying, yes. right? Like you just are just coming up with whatever right. you want." And then at but the very before that scene. Yeah. He says, I'm Groot. And she's like, yeah, no, so yeah. Great, it was great so, to work So right you, before, yeah. like, before the, with the conclusion, she, he says, I am Groot to her, and she fully understands, and mm-hmm. she has this moment where it's like, oh, I understand you. Right. So that yes. moment yes. Where, where Groot is saying, I love you guys, that is because we, we as, as the audience, audience we, are now, we mm-hmm. are now Groot. Mm-hmm. We now understand him because yes. we have been with him for the last 10 years, yes. and, we, and, and <laughs> my, my wife was, um, she was laughing and stuff with it, um, for the for the whole movie, but then when when he said I love you guys, she was like I would have bummed <laughs> because was like, I, my insane. reaction was to like sink deeply in my seat and like throw up my hands. Yeah, because I was just like, Oh, Vin Diesel, you son of a bitch! I hate the fact that you're good at saying <laughs> one sentence. <laughs> yeah, you can't really compete with that. No, he's he's good in it. Um, and it's just a great moment, and it's a that's a great cap off to your trilogy. Is mm-hmm. that that moment right there? Um, it, yeah, it's also a very pretty movie. Like it just looks gorgeous. <sighs> this entire trilogy, like, I don't think a single Crayola was left off the table <laughs> when it comes to this trilogy. Like, yeah. even part two, like... The giant Aid, monster shooting Aid out... shooting rainbow... Rainbow lasers. Yeah. The Viking funeral. The golden... Um, uh, what's it called? The... the sovereign? Sovereign. The golden... Yeah. J- um, Ego's, Ego's planet, planet. With the... With the bubbles. <sighs> it's... Yeah. It's all really fucking beautiful. And then you compare that to just like so many blockbusters that just have this gray slate. Blue or brown. Or, yeah, just yeah. like one tone thing. Yeah. It's like Boring dry ass. and dry. Yeah, like underworld, you son of a bitch. You <laughs> know, like. uh, but yeah, like the colors are so colorful. Yeah. <laughs> like, like even piercing through the terrible 3D glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and the colors are just popping like so much like yeah. I, again i have to go back to that beautiful rectum planet yeah. <laughs> where you know you have nathan Fillon dressed like him and the guards are i want to say like anal fissures <laughs> or warts or something like what a, like that was the implication right they're yeah. like little warts or something um 
even that the weird skin thing work yeah. thing even that is like a beautiful like it's, color it's, human yeah, skin it's, it's very much like okay if there is a, a mind that is trying to design these things this is yeah. not just being AI generated right. this is there's a concept let's put it to screen and, yeah. and give and it a AI tactile would, would not think of, of rectum but work planet, nah, work planet not in no. a million years um, the the, the <sighs> I'm also very fascinated that there's that line where the high evolutionary says like I went to earth you guys have such beautiful art you guys have such beautiful yeah, music yeah. so I had to replicate that and he kind of becomes obsessed with Earth, but did he visit Earth in like the late 1970s? Because mm. that's what Counter Earth seems to be. Right, 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 right. Like he yeah. seems to like want to replicate that, but then he also introduced like all the bad things, yes. like crime and drug yes, dealers yes, 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 and, yeah. and things at the same time. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm very fascinated. Is, is it that he just like, he forces evolution onto these creatures and then he like, how does he. I think introduce he, like earth-like social elements. I don't think he does I think he, like he created the aesthetic of what he knew and he's just like okay so this is where the people live this is where they work and then they just everything else they just let's just, bad human yeah, let's just see them. what you guys do with this environment and then it turns out that they turn into meth dealers and mm-hmm. and so he's just like mm, start again oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Ronan the Accuser yeah he is okay. committing genocide yeah yeah um, for his god right Ego thinks, he is, thinks he is a god. Right. High evolutionary denounces God. Right. But steps is, in to be God. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but at the core of it, I think they're all just committing like eugenic genocide because they yeah, all yeah. just want to, like, Ronan wants people to all be under one law. Right. And ego wants everybody to be him. Right. And evolutionary wants everybody to be this perfect thing yeah. he thinks yeah but it, so it's all it's all eugenics really it's all yeah. like i need to take a group of people it flawed people and i'm gonna perfect them to this one thing that they should be yep and then it's so great that the guardians are all imperfect all very different like, people learning to coexist yep no matter what and it's it's very it, it, it's just incre- incredible writing that's yeah. All the villains kind of all fall under this one. Yeah, it it, it there is there there has been from the beginning a distinct vision to these characters and what mm-hmm. to do with them and what they mean, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was pulled off perfectly in, in the third film. Um, I wanted to also mention talk about Lila. So yeah, Lila. So Linda Cardellini getting two of them Marvel chicks because right. she's also Hawkeye. Um, she's a Mockingbird. Is that her character's uh, name? I don't know. I know, Mrs. Um, Renner. Mi- Mrs. Renner. <laughs> um, she's Mama Hawkeye yeah. um, in, in uh, Age of Ultron and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Hawkeye and show. And also in the Hawkeye show. never talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the Hawkeye show. It was so fun. It's just fun. They had a dog. How many MCU properties have a dog in it? Guardians. They have a dog mm-hmm. in Guardians? The f- um, Cosmo. Oh, right. Yeah, he is yeah. a whole thing in this movie. Like or she is. She is. Yeah. Which I said he because in, in the books it's, a, a, it's he. a he, yeah. So it was a bit confusing for me. I just recently learned about um, that Russian dog that was like sent into Laika? Laika. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like maybe like a week or so yeah. ago I had a breakdown about it. Oh, because, because I didn't Laika really was still know the de- I didn't know the details yeah. of it that they first of all she wasn't even the one to go. That was a last minute change. Yeah. They liked the other dog better mm. and decided that they're going to keep that dog and send her. And I just had a whole breakdown imagining her just being incredibly happy to be included in something. And maybe they were like telling her, oh, what a good girl. Each time she did something, yeah. right? 
And then, but you know, you're not. It's not. You, that's a common thing that I see online a lot. Is people reacting to like and getting incredibly sad about it? Because it is. Because like for weeks after, yeah. they were lying about how well she was doing, mm-hmm. even though she died like maybe hours into, um, yeah, but the trip. Like that's the thing they for were me. It's like, like, oh, she's doing well. This is a dog that died like forty years ago. Why are you people crying about? <laughs> well, it it. Feels like it just happened. Yeah. Also, like th- there's no like time frame on, on grief, grief <laughs> really. Yeah. So like it, I still out there floating in space. A version of her, <laughs> like to some some degree. Um, I I liked uh, I liked the 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 cutaway to um Cosmo in this movie a lot though. I thought it was cute, um, and it it had a good ending. I like that they um. Played on the fact that she was a dog, so like right. her like central um, beef <laughs> or contention yeah. was being called a, be bad, a bad dog. A bad dog. <laughs> like I, I love that. Yeah. That was like she has her... intelligence. She can communicate as a human, but, but also you don't you don't call me a bad dog. And I dog. was with her. I was like, take that back. What do yeah, you mean? Yeah. Everybody was on her <laughs> side. Like, take that back. Yeah. And um, I find it. It's sort of interesting that she then had to like prove herself mm-hmm. in order to be for it to be taken back. She yeah. had to demonstrate usefulness if you want to get like really. I like, think granular. I think Kraglin was just being very very oh, petty. Absolutely, absolutely. I think underneath it, he was like, okay, yeah, I'll let her off the hook eventually, but I'm still stewing over this because it's only been like a day since she embarrassed him. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. but it. Um, Again, it just comes back to just within the context of the characters, how um, they're able to operate, you know, just no more than who they are. Right. Um, so, like, for me looking on, I'm just like, oh, she had to demonstrate her usefulness for yeah, yeah, him yeah. to be like, oh, she is good, therefore, mm. you know, like, worthy or yeah. or anything like that. But, like, for the characters, just like, mm, yeah, hey, you're a good dog now. I was looking back at the messages that um, Bam was talking about. Yeah. I'd sent him, like, upon further consideration, I think one of the key messages from um, GOTG is that maybe you have to find and kill God for the injustices and cruelty inflicted upon the people you love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, that or go to therapy. (laughs) But also... Kill God. You could do both. <laughs> also, kill yeah. God. I, uh, or or just like the idea of God. You know, I don't think I think you don't need a God to save you. You need to save yourself. I think that's the idea. I mean, that has always been it, like saving yourself and saving the people you're sort of like in community yeah. with. Yeah. Um, that has been the thing. Um, but definitely this idea of God and not necessarily like capital G God or anything like that, like common G God, um, but, um, not buying into or rejecting this idea of perfection from, um, like religious sorts of, um, people Mm -hmm. or their idea of what is pure and perfect, um, and seeing that as just like a facade, yeah, and just smoke and mirrors. But really. it's also like they're 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 characters that exist in the vastness of space, and yet they still feel like outsiders. So re- rejecting this idea of having to, because there's several different societies and everything, 
and they are rejecting the idea that they have to conform to any of it and they can be their true individual uh, selves. Or, or just like most specifically in this case, this um, idea of, um, again, God and perfection, which is what the... Um, God, I can't remember his name. <laughs> High evolutionary? The, right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what he seeks to to create yeah. perfection, which isn't so far off from like our idea of like say the Christian God, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like this perfect being. Yeah. But then like if he is perfect and we're created in his, his image, image yeah. then why are we imperfect? Yeah. That's what it calls to mind. And then this um like rejection of it and um like embracing of the idea that we're all of the guardians, imperfect people trying yeah. their best. But it's at also this like in, in the second movie where um, the moment where Ego is about to be defeated and he says to Peter Quill, if you're you going to just it, be like everybody else. He's like, what's so Peter, wrong? What's wrong with that? With that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 This, right. So they're always rejecting this idea of God yeah. as it has been and, presented. And the idea of perfection. And this idea yeah. of perfection yeah. and being above I mean, because true perfection else. is just individual hello, hello. individuality. All right, so, Yana, will you give your final thoughts? Um, on the trilogy? Just on, on the, the episode. Oh. Um, or these, the, are, these are beautiful the trilogy, characters. Yeah. I, I love each and every one of them. I yep. think this is... Some of the best blockbuster entertainment ever put to a greater audience. Yep. And uh, we are Groot. We, <laughs> we, we are Groot. Never, never shall we see the likes of this again, I don't think. Uh, no. this, is, this is a truly like, original set. Um, James, James, yeah. they let you off the chain and we're all a bit of fun. Um, thank you very much for listening. You can find the episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts can be found. Thing you listen to right now. You can find it on the Walkman in space that your mom That's left true. for you when she died. Did, uh, I, I thought I got crushed though. It did, but then oh, you can find it's it on the Zoom. You can find it on Zoom. You can find it on the Zoom. Yeah, these these are, these these podcasts all came out in 06. <laughs> the podcast where we talk about the film from 2014 came out, came out in 06. We we have a crystal ball. We can so see all are, the movies from so the future. Are, yeah. This is nostalgia speaking. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tune in next week where we talk about movies from 2050. Which one was the best? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. You can follow me at Damien Michael Movies on Twitter and Instagram. Bam, where can I find well, you? I'm at Flat Bammy on Twitter or Instagram was taken on the Instagrams. And do you want to tell people where to find you? I don't you? want you, don't you to want find to. me. That's no. fine. That's fine. Leave me alone. A lot of our guests don't want to be found. They want to be heard. <laughs> and anyway, please support them by Natasha's cookbook. Um, oh, you have a cookbook? Oh, yes. Under, yes cooking flounder. Cooking flounder. One flounder. or one ways to cook flounder. All right. Yeah, the cover is just um, the little mermaid balling her eyes out. The <laughs> <laughs> tears are so, so salty. Yeah. Right for the f- but it's right also, the it's, it's Sebastian the crab with a knife and fork ready right. to eat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do crab eat? Uh, Anything really? Things they found on the floor? Yeah. yeah. Dead All right, we'll talk to you next time. Uh, talking Hitchcock next talking. time. Yeah. Well, we have a special guest. Mm-hmm. See you next week to talk about that, fam. Mm-hmm. 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 Bye-bye.